Mo Facts with Adam Curry for August 15th, 2020. This is episode number 46. And appropriate. Welcome back. We are, we are back. Hey, hey, Mo. <laughs> you got me in a mood. Now, How you doing, Adam? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. You got me in a good mood. I like this. I mean, of course, I grew up with the, good- the original uh, Welcome Back by Tom Sebastian. For the Welcome Back Cotter, right? That's right. Did you ever watch that as a kid, or be from a oh, yeah. little different gen? Oh, you must have yeah. been watching Super Reruns then at the re- that point. The reruns, right, but yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay, nice. That's Mace. Mace, 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 yep. Mace, Mace, yeah. From Bad Boy. Uh, well, Mo, uh, we skipped a week. Uh, apologies for all that. We, uh, we're we back, and we're uh, back on track, uh, we presume. You never know. Life is funny that way. And uh, it I gotta tell you, man. First of all, how are you? How's everybody doing? How are the kids? Everyone, everyone, cool. Everybody's doing good. All five kids are doing good. Um, the wife, so <laughs> the wife. Okay, <laughs> very good. Happy to hear that. So I was. You supposed I, to ask me five kids? I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about your side hustle, man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring that up. <laughs> I was just going to yeah, gloss over Yeah, we had a new addition it. to the family. Yeah. 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 No, nah, we had a new addition to the family. Okay. Of course you would gloss over it because everybody knows you hate dogs, Adam. So, <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> dogs are people too, Mo. I have oh, nothing but love for dogs, man. Nothing but love. Please. Please. Oh, so no. You get? But we did add a new fa- uh, uh, new addition to the family. American Bully. Oh. Uh, tricolor Black. Beautiful dog. Uh, needed around the property. Tricolor Black? Um, was so that we decided. It just... just Kind what? of looks like a Rottweiler, oh, okay. but it's an American I'm look, bully. I'm it's, looking it's, at him. Weird, now. It's weird. Oh, what a sweet! How old is he? How old is he? Eight weeks. Oh my goodness! Eight weeks old. So. Yeah. Well, congratulations. You indeed have a fifth child. That's wonderful. All right. Yes. All right. Well, the next Mo facts will be in four weeks from now, as Mo will be too busy potty training the dog. God, what a paper? No, you got. You can go outside now. I guess right. Yeah, it's not my it's not my dog. Trust me. <laughs> gotcha. Uh-huh. Yeah. My wife is gonna is gonna pretty much baby him like she does the other four. I already see it. So okay, I got it. This gives you an incredible break in life. Everyone's doing their thing with the dog, and you know you can go sit in your office, your shed, you roam right. around, walk the grounds. <laughs> and I have somebody to complain to the news about. <laughs> I'm like, you see that Rocco? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Is that his name, Rocco? Is that his name? Do we yeah, have a name? Oh, Rocco. Nice, nice, nice. nice. Um, so I just have a quick, quick story from my side, you know, because we we had been okay. talking back and forth, you know, texting and. Um, uh, I forget it was two nights ago, maybe. Keep around. We're in bed, and it's. I just got the phone. You know, I'm like, uh, I was gonna send this link to Mo. You know, this it's like eleven o'clock, and uh, about I was getting sleepy, so I just sent it. Boom, <laughs> text comes back, and I have the sound on. Bleep, and uh, it's Mo. <laughs> it says, <laughs> and Tina turns around. And she and she doesn't have her glasses on. She looks. and says, Who's Mary, and why is she asking if you're up? Like, I was Mary. getting some booty call. <laughs> you up? It's Jake, it's Jake for State Forum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. I'm like, it's Mo. It's Mo. Mo. I'm not getting booty calls. <laughs> that was pretty funny. 
anyway, uh, uh, I, I, I know if I spin the wheel, I usually say I don't know, but I'm really psyched because, of course, I do have an idea of what today's show is going to be about. So as I roll out that wheel of topics for MoFax with Adam Curry, we find out what today is, what kind of topic will we bring you the wheel of topics says what nobody knows except Mo, and today I do. Pizza potluck. Yeah. Potluck. Potluck. Love me some potluck. Wait for it. That. Was that Dame Jennifer again? Did you make her sing now? Is that what that no, is? That's actually from a kid show. Uh, I forget the name slips my mind, but it was from a kid show. But I thought that was hilarious, no, especially nice. the last part. <laughs> but yeah, here we are. <laughs> yes, and uh, to remind everybody, this is a value for value production, uh, which means we take no commercial money, no advertising, no nothing under the table, no host reads, no endorsements. We talk about things because we actually mean it. And that's the only reason why we can do this. There's no way to cancel us, and we're supported entirely by the producers of this program, uh, who we will be thanking uh, later on in the show. Uh, but uh, up front, thanks, everybody, for sticking with us, for uh, staying subscribed, and for supporting. And uh, uh, I think we're back to uh, some interesting potlucks topics, just glossing over the list. <laughs> uh, where do you want yes. to kick it off? Let's dive into the first dish. Kanye West has officially filed to get his name on the ballot as a presidential candidate in Wisconsin. Since he announced his candidacy last month, he has had mixed success meeting ballot requirements in various states. It's becoming increasingly clear he's getting help from Republicans and Trump supporters, leading some to question whether a clearly vulnerable Mr. West is being used to try to siphon votes away from Joe Biden. Are you aware of or have you encouraged anyone in the party to help him get on the ballot? No, not at all. No, not at all. Other than I get along with him very well, I like him. I like his wife. His wife recommended certain people, as you know, for including Alice Johnson, who's a fantastic woman. But his wife recommended certain people to get out of prison. They were in prison for a long time, a long, long time. That should have never happened. And uh, I took what she said very strong, Kim, Kim Kardashian. And uh, he's got a good heart, very good heart. And uh, I like Kanye very much. No, I have nothing to do with him getting on the ballot. We'll have to see what happens. We'll see if he gets on the ballot. I'm not involved. That's what it appears. That that's what it appears to be. I mean, the dynamics that existed in 2016 that assisted Donald Trump in being elected do not exist this time around with, with Joe Biden, in my opinion. And if you look at Jill Stein and the impact she had in several battleground states, it's very clear that the numbers would indeed assist Donald Trump. I am so happy that we have this in our uh, potluck stew for today. The, the, the dis and misinformation about Kanye West. Uh, and in fact, some of the <laughs> man, I got to tell you, I, I saw they had to bring out Jim Clyburn. The you know, he's the he's the whip for the Democrats. You know, he's the guy that pushed Biden over the edge. They had to bring him out to say Kanye's nuts. It was. Uh, it's Kanye just, is a big problem. Is the <laughs> yeah. That's that's that is true. Kanye is a big problem, and they know it. And man, it's fun to watch all the all the media that is uh, either me tooing with the with some narrative that's being created or uh, doing it themselves. It's 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 really really. I've not seen this level. 
Yeah, and, and as uh, Shermichael Singleton, uh, who's a political consultant, said, he could play, basically play the spoiler like uh, Jill Stein did in 2016. Yeah, sure. But with an even bigger impact because in those states, those critical key states they need to win, there is a high, uh, a large uh, black population. And if he could shave off a few points off of every one of those states or a few of those states, it could be a huge political impact to that. And I think the uh, Democrats know this. They've known this for a long time. I need to I need to interrupt and I'm sorry, but there's something that uh, hit me the other day. I think I I, and I know I mentioned on no agenda because you just said black Uh population. Usually you say so-called black. um, Right. But now that Kamala Harris has uh, (laughs) self-identifies as black, I just wanted to know uh, what's uh, what's the vibe, man? It's like to me personally, I felt, well, if we just look at color, she's brown. Um, Mm hmm. Uh, politicians are always talking about the black and brown communities, which I guess is right. uh, two separate zip codes, maybe one big zip code, and the, the color people. So when a non <laughs> when <laughs> when a non ADOS uh, person says they uh, identify as black and it's it's adopted as such, does that mean all brown people are black or ADOS? Does ADOS now have do you have you have no color, man? I think they took away your black. We may get to Kamala today. <laughs> okay. You have to stick around. All right. I'm sorry. I, so, okay, so it's a valid question, though, right? It's, to it's me, a it's very like, valid, what is up with that? It's a very valid question, and I have a substantial answer for it. Okay. So, um, right. Well, this would be a doozy. But we want to stick to Kanye right, right now. Okay. And the problem with Kanye is, if you notice, he mathematically can't win being no. president. No, but if he's serious about twenty twenty four, this is a good. This is up. a great dry run. Yep, uh, you can build up, you know, uh, some political cachet. He's even um, he's even learning how to get on the ballot in different states. <laughs> that, that's that's the, yeah. He, he, he so he can like dry run all the way through the process. Sure, uh, and after that, he'll be ready for twenty twenty four, and he could give a big uh, middle finger to the Democratic Party, which he despises. Mm-hmm. And give his uh, right hand man, uh, Bit Loki, um, a um, you know, a, 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 no hand up or hand out, you who, know, because who's Bit Loki? Big Big Loki, big. aka Forty Five Savage, because oh, Kanye what? is playing the role of Little Loki right now. <laughs> oh, okay, Big Loki. You got to explain the Loki bit. I don't think everyone knows this. Oh yeah, from the last show, uh, the comparison of the gesture or the, uh, Loki. So if you yes. listen to the last show, um. It's basically they they are trolls slash um what's a better word for it um just they antagonize right I mean for for the our benefit yeah disruptor yeah disruptor mm-hmm. so that's a good point yeah. um that's a good word for it but yeah they the Democrats know and they're trying to do everything they can and they have been trying to do everything they can ever since Kanye showed any um support for Donald Trump. I mean, they hauled him off last time to the yeah. to the uh, a sane asylum. If that's well, the proper and, and, word and to for be it. clear, for people who are new, um, right? I cert- I think both of us and I took Kanye seriously before we even knew each other. Um, but for my for me personally, you have to listen to Kanye. You really have. It's like listening to Trump. Yeah, you know, it's just a different version of what? What is this word salad? That's blah, blah, blah. And if you just listen and you uh, keep an open mind, you know, I remember when he was on when he announced this on stage and he said, uh, 
uh, you know, uh, he, he started to get into, I was saying, Colette, uh, Colette Colvin, uh, yes, you know, the whole yes. story about her instead of um, uh, Rosa Parks. And I'm, and you could hear and see so-called black people going, oh, man, what are you doing, man? You know, under under-informed, obviously. So that's why I called him little Loki because yeah. it's the same thing with the birther from Trump. Yeah. He knew how it was going to land, but saying those outlandish things, um, uh, Harriet Tubman didn't free black people. Yeah. You know, she only let him go work for other white people. Yeah. He knew what was going to happen. And by the way, that's the true. Plan. That's, that's absolutely true. We just have to think about it for a second, but okay. Well, that's the thing about slavery. Um, flavor was a choice. It's, he does the same thing Trump does. He lays out this seemingly inflammatory statement, but when you sit down for him to clarify, it makes nothing but sense. Exactly. But he understands how the media cycle will pick it up. Yeah. Say, hey, look how crazy Kanye is. And they can't help. <laughs> they can't help but to <laughs> well, no, pick it up. It is, it's like, too, well, it's, at this point, it's so crazy that they're just backing off. They're like, and yeah, he's crying and got twenty twenty shaved into his head, but yeah. they can't back off either. And, well, it's, 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 that's the, well, I think Kim is helping. I think she's really helping by trying to stave some of that off. I don't know what their relationship is like, but I see her only doing good things for him. But the, but the media is using it like oh, she's going to get a divorce any day now. Well, of course, you know, she's, well, of she's fed up. He, yeah. she's um like when you read the headlines, it's like um yeah, Kim Kardashian dot 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 yeah. fears for husband's health or something. Well, but then when you read in it, she yeah, says exactly. nothing to the nothing you know, at all. No, nothing, nothing to that at effect. all. And then they try to put right. that that other kid in as a as a wedge. What's his name? G Willie. Oh, uh, chance. Uh, <laughs> chan- oh, is it Chance the rapper? No, 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 I no. No, some guy that you know that was part of the whole story. Some other guy she had she had been somewhere with, and Kanye like, no, she, he's cool. <sighs> oh yeah, I mean, of course they're always going to use. I mean, um, and it's fascinating that how they do that with her. This is the same party that uh, goes against people that try to quote unquote sh- slut shame. Yeah, let's but when it's convenient sh- for yeah. them, <laughs> yeah, hey, they'll just you know, yeah, it's true. Yeah, they'll just dump on Kim. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have my own feelings about the Kim, the Kim and the Kardashian, uh, Coven and Kanye, but that's <laughs> not here nor there. <laughs> the Coven. Yeah, I love that. All right. Um, but let's, um, yeah, in this whole setup, Kanye is getting some, uh, very interesting help to, you know, to get on the ballots. Um, and with that said, let's get into, uh, number three. Donald Trump, to make a couple of metaphors, drew up inside straight last time, right? He shouldn't have won. Everything fell into place in the last week of the election, and then he scraped through in the three states that put him over the top, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Wisconsin's looking like uh, the best chance that he has to win again of those three states right now. And he won by less than the margin. His margin was smaller than the number of votes that Jill Stein pulled in Wisconsin last time, which is around 30,000 votes. So they're hoping to recreate that magic, those dark arts, and make this happen again. And here's Kanye West, who, honestly, I don't know his motivation. I don't think anybody really knows his motivation in the media right now. It's unclear whether he is 
actively helping Trump. It looks like he's having some mental health problems, which is really tragic. Uh, and, you know, he, he's a guy who is a very talented, creative thinker uh, who thinks outside the box and might have been convinced or convinced himself that this is a good idea. But frankly, it didn't look like there was much really happening around him pointing to actual success. He got in really late. It didn't look like he was going to get on. It wasn't clear anyone serious was working for him. Frankly, the people who are actively involved trying to get him on the campaign right now, I, it's unclear to me how they got involved. I think that's the next big shoe to drop here is who put them in touch yeah. with him. Who is coordinating this? Yeah. Oh, yes, this is the insinuation. <laughs> exactly. It's the magic. First of all, it's Trump voodoo. Maybe dark arts. Dark arts. The magic. Yes. Mm, <laughs> sounds like marketing to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it sounds like. Um, that was uh, Cameron <laughs> Joseph, yeah. which is a senior uh, political writer. Yeah. But yeah, they're digging in and saying, and no, I'm going to be completely honest. This campaign was ready made for Kanye to step in using some of Trump's people. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not one of those people. Oh, you know, this right. that's not what's this is clear what's happening, but it's it's completely legal. Well, of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> and, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's yeah, it's obvious. And, and it's good practice. Good practices. <laughs> I mean, like uh, the goal is yeah. to win. Yeah. And if you could uh, keep points off the board, if you can increase that negative vote that we always talked about, even yep. since the first show. Yep, that's um, it's only a couple percent. He's a, he's a negative vote uh, uh, amplifier, right? When he gets in there, what the role of uh, the role of Kanye West to Donald Trump is this? Uh, he is a tool, but I don't see it as a negative. No, he is a hired gun brought in to say all the things with just a bigger microphone as Trump has. But it's coming from you know a so-called black person, and and from that has swag, and from his perspective, and, which is different. And it comes from a creative person, which as up until now, the Democrats thought they had cornered the market on creative people, according to John, <laughs> John Legend. Legend. So, <laughs> <laughs> Only Democrats can be creative people. We know. But this we're talking about one of the most creative guys in, you know, maybe in the last, you know, 20, 30 years. When you talk about his impact to music, uh, fashion, and just overall mastery of of the media, you know, the media cycle. So you can't poo-poo Kanye West away. And I think they understand that. So they're trying to just say, oh, he's working for Trump, basically. Right. I mean, that's 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 the narrative. Yeah, one, sure. one of three narratives, but the main one is he's just a, he's just a tool for Trump, <laughs> like, which I don't agree, disagree with. No. But, yeah, but yeah. But I think Kanye gets out of it what he puts into it, because when he showed up to uh, Trump Towers after 2016, then he pops up as a billionaire. Yeah. And he was like fifty million in debt. How you go from fifty million in debt to being a billionaire? Well, I've, so, ne- I've never believed his billionaire stories. Uh, I mean, I just don't know. And you know, calculating net worth is well, very difficult. Well, he's a Kardashian billionaire, just like how they said. Right. Um, uh, his Kyle, sister Kylie's Mom. a billionaire. Yeah, yeah. Nah, exactly. No, so, no but way. he's worth a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's yeah. a very rich person. Yeah, for sure. And he's only getting richer with uh with the uh, affiliations that he's making. Um, and he's beyond cancel culture. That's that's, that's what's so. That's what's so. I mean, they're trying everything right down to. I'm sorry, he has mental health issues, and his wife is a slut. And still, that doesn't work. You know, <laughs> none of it's, it. Doesn't they're work. going after. They're going to go after their kids next. You watch. 
is going to be Kanye danger to the kids. Kim takes the kids away from Kanye. Watch. I predict it. Write it down. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't agree with you at all. Um, so Kanye, you, don't, you don't think uh, the media will do that? No, I will. I said right now. And I, oh, said, I don't uh, disagree. Uh, with, oh, I disagree. Don't, I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that, that there's no limit to what this liberal media will do to a black man when he steps out of his box. That's right. Get and this goes to show box. you this go to show you that it is a plantation over there. Yeah. It is it is a you're saying full fledged one hundred percent plantation because well, I'll talk about it later what tactics they used to, to you know, get him back in control. But Kanye has been meet, meeting with some very interesting people during this twenty twenty election. As Kanye West continues to pursue his quest to appear on the presidential ballot this November, a source tells Reuters the Trump-supporting rapper recently met with White House advisor and Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner. The New York Times, which first reported the meeting, said it took place in Colorado last weekend and also included President Donald Trump's daughter, Ivanka, who's also a top White House advisor. West appeared to confirm the meeting in a tweet late Tuesday night, saying they discussed a book on empowering black Americans, and he offered to do a live interview with the Times. I just haven't had the time to word it in the most elegant way possible. The rapper and clothing designer announced his last-minute presidential campaign, followed by a series of rambling public remarks that have raised questions about his intentions and his mental health. I think that's the actual story I sent to you when uh, T. I thought that I was getting a booty call. I think that was the one about powernomics. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. 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 I have not read the book uh, yet. I haven't either. Um, but it's just interesting that <clears throat> Kanye is meeting with uh with Kushner and Trump and Ivanka Trump. Yeah. Um they're they're not hiding this thing, and it's just no, I mean, I saw Jared the, the, Jared Kushner in an interview. He's like Oh man, it's like unlike unlike all you people, someone has different beliefs from me, different political beliefs. I still stay friends. And he said that was such a damn smirk on his face. It's like, come on, Jared, <laughs> come on, man. We know what's going on. Like I said, it's completely legal. <clears throat> I think it's a smart strategy. And if the Democrats had a way of doing this, they would, but they don't. Uh, I think Kanye. Well, we, we've talked about Kanye and maybe his affiliations with the family, a.k.a. the Christian Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Um, so it n- makes nothing but sense that and, and he knows how the media has treated him before. So whenever he can stick it to the media, he's going to do that. How important uh, how important do you think it is that uh, his uh, his Sunday service and his uh, uh, is being reborn? Uh, his uh, belief in God is that an extra important factor in this case? Do you think? No, it's 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 part. When you understand who they're targeting, and you, it's not who you think they're 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 going to target. People okay. think they're trying to target the young black voter. Oh, with Kanye, those people are already quote unquote woke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, <laughs> or they're already uh, so ingrained into the. Uh, liberal culture that they, you can't move them. Mm-hmm. I believe Kanye is targeted towards the older 
black male black voter black male maybe specifically uh, male specifically but mm-hmm. christian conservative not conservative politically i'm talking about socially mm-hmm. and when you listen to the things he's talking about yeah it's a lot of those it things. makes me yeah it, it, he's targeting if they start to play these clips when people stop to listen it's not going to work out well for the uh the media West has been open about his struggle with bipolar disorder, and his wife, Kim Kardashian, has asked the public and media to grant him compassion. West's appearance as an independent on the ballot could possibly disrupt the race between Trump and former Democratic Vice President Joe Biden if he were able to garner any votes in U.S. states where the contest is close. Last week, the Washington Post reported that West's campaign has so far filed petitions to appear on the presidential election ballot in 10 U.S. states and that Republican operatives, including some with ties to Trump, were involved in efforts to support his candidacy in at least five of them, (laughs) including Arkansas, Ohio, and Wisconsin. Trump Mm, on Tuesday told syndicated radio host Hugh Hewitt that he had not talked with West about the entertainer's campaign. I'm sure he didn't. (laughs) Sure he didn't. Wink, wink, nah, nah. It's like... Uh, uh, So so Trump's people are showing up, working hard to get Kanye West on the ballot, and Kanye West is nothing but the bullhorn uh, that's going to say all the things that need to be said. That are true. Right. I mean, they're, they're all true. I mean, it's not that he's lying. It's just that any other person, they could be canceled or written off. But every time Kanye West opens his mouth, it makes news. I mean, he has that same effect that Trump has. And that's really that the secret. You have to report on it. Yep, right. <laughs> yeah, that's really the secret. And as long as you add in there, uh, oh, it's obviously a mental episode. As long as you add that in there, his message still gets. That's exactly that is the Trump uh, playbook, really. Yeah. And but you know what? The meat on um, the Democrats and the liberal media are shooting themselves in the foot because people are looking like, I thought you were supposed to be for people with mental health issues. Yeah, exactly. I thought you were for uh, <laughs> black people being independent thinkers. But as soon as a, you know, a, a so-called black man comes out and just questions things, he's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and not only he's he crazy, but they laugh at it. You know, yeah. it's 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 yeah. it's actually sick. Of course, but it's it sick. Does it it does the job of exposing how hypocritical the the, <clears throat> the people on the left are, and it's just not going to work out well for them. No. And a perfect example of this um, berating of Kanye and anybody that thinks like him. I have an interview with uh, DJ Vlad and uh, DL Hughley. I swear, Cherry K- K- Cruz and Kanye West should get a room in the same fucking mental design. Yeah, I swear to God, they should have kids. They should have the same fucking medication. <laughs> they should make out. What do they make niggas like that? At? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. But if somebody's mentally ill, when when people say the insane shit uh, those men do, usually they under they live under a fucking underpass with a cardboard sign that said "Repent, Jesus is coming." <laughs> they do. They don't. They like like. And I don't feel bad for people that can access help with just saying yes. They have the resources to do it. So it serves a purpose. But to denigrate your, to, to, to give people, I hope that I never give people who hate me or people like me comfort. I hope they never go, that really made me feel good. Wow. <laughs> yeah, 
I've always you see, wondered. You see but, the all-out attack? <laughs> yeah, the but the, the first attack. thing, what really happened to Dio Hughley? Wasn't he on like, a, like wasn't he on Saturday Night Live or something? And he just kind of melted away, and then he pops up from time to time, looking like a pimp. Right, they gave him the radio show out in L.A. You know what I'm saying? He has a huge uh, brown ah, and black. Ah, that's what happened to uh, him. Uh, okay. Following. Brown and brown, my and friend. We, right. I mean, <laughs> would you tell me yeah, how, how to, how, I'm, refer, I'm using uh, Democratic I'm terminology. I'm just messing with you. Brown, brown and brown. Brown and brown. Brown and brown, brown, and brown communities. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So that's why he has to um, cape for the Democratic Party, because when you're given that kind of uh, post, You get a gig like that. Yeah, you got to do your You, do you your work. have to push the agenda early in the morning, brainwashing people. He's kind of like the West Coast version of Charlemagne. Got it. Right? I mean, because yep. he's, on, he's in the, on the West what, Coast. What station is he on? Um, but, do you know what station he's on? I don't recall what stations he, look he's it up. on. I'll look, uh, it up. I'll look it up. But what pissed me off with this one is several things. I would never refer to another black man in the presence of a white man as a nigger. No, no, but he, I don't. And then Vlad, he said, "What do you find these niggas at?" And Vlad, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, so you mean you agreeing with dear Hughley? I mean, th- this is what I'm talking about. It's yeah. like everybody gets a pass to just attack black men or yes. black people in general or so-called black people in general when they have don't participate in group in, things. in the system. Yeah, they're not on board. And we see it, you know, and he, like he said, I'm not, I, I don't want to give uh, comfort to white people. Well, you know what? Hold on a minute because I have a clip of him doing it, but I just want to finish up what I'm saying here and let you chime in. To sit there and say that and then say, oh, they need to share a mental asylum. Uh, you know, yeah. bro, <laughs> you don't do, I mean, of all things, I mean, because we, we, we have a mixed company podcast, right? But there's certain <laughs> there's certain things that you just don't do. What's really and interesting? One of them referring as a to another brother. No matter what, no matter what. What's interesting? You don't do that. I'm so desensitized yes. to hearing uh, a black man use the word. It, it didn't even. It didn't. I didn't even think about it. I mean, because I'm doing the show with you. Yeah. Right. And I and I, and, and I know. White people have no idea how that makes other black people feel. Not all, but and, you know, some. And the funny thing was, just before I clipped this, I didn't want to make the clip, you know what I'm saying, three minutes long. Mm. They were going on and on about Terry Crews, and Terry Crews took the word coon and turned it into a positive-leaning um, <laughs> uh, acronym, right? I and they were like, you can't do that. You can't use a negative word, blah, blah, blah. And then he turns around and, and calls Kanye the N-word. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, this guy Vlad, we got to keep an eye on him. But um, D.L. Hughley, he's he's the, he's a disgusting human being. I'm just gonna say that from the bottom of my heart because at the end of the day, as with anybody, you can disagree with somebody. Just like um, if you have political disagreements with people, that's one thing. But to like tear to try to tear another black man down in the media off of using their flaws that's a whole different thing like if you have a political or a, i mean because like me i come here i could see other black people but it's on their views yeah it's not on who on them personally it's like hey you know what this is what you say now let me counter that with this fact and then you then you explain to me you know what I'm saying what how you still have this you know what I'm saying understanding mm-hmm. but just to get on 
and to participate because you we all know what's happening here and i'm going to reveal it in a minute because this is a systematic teardown and yep. we've seen it before and we'll see it again and as i always say no black man makes it out alive and that's the truth bill cosby whoever oj whoever <laughs> none of us you're saying make it out alive when you get to that level because to get to that level, you had to make some deals with the devil. You did mention to find specimens there as your examples. No, no. What I'm saying is if Bill Cosby was still kicking the liberal <laughs> talking points. Yeah. It would have been, been brushed gro- away. Yep. Groovy and good. Uh, You're so if, right. Uh, yeah. It, that's my that's my point. Yeah. It's not the behavior. Because, I mean, of course, I'm, I, what he did was terrible. But what I'm just saying is they'll co-sign the bad behavior as long as you're pushing their narrative. But as soon as you step out of line and want to push their narrative, what is Kanye? Kanye is a father. He's a businessman, billionaire, music musician. You know what I'm saying? What negative can, I mean, for, and it just adjusts the post to, you know I'm I hate to do this, but how they look at Jay-Z. They right. give him all the passes in the world because he get, if he pushes the liberal agenda, and as soon as he doesn't, they push him, you know what I'm saying? They smack him down. Of course. So, so that's just, it's, well, it's a well, systematic well, Jay, approach. Jay-Z is, is completely tokenized. He's very useful for the NFL or whatever else. And he, he likes the other side of that. So, right. But as soon as he didn't back Colin Kaepernick, you saw they start pulling all the dirt out of his file. Well, of course. It's like, don't, don't forget. We have a, we have a foul on all of you. <laughs> we have a, yeah. to get to that point. But that, that comes from the skull and bones thing. I hate to, you know what I'm saying? I hate to go off on a small tangent, but in the skull and bones, you had to land that casket and tell all your secrets. It's the same thing in Hollywood. You right. have to give them all your secrets. That way they can tear you down if they ever build you up. And these and days, I, I, mean, I, you, I, I don't know if you saw that millennial, uh, Millie, millennial Millie documentary, the two whistleblowers. No, oh, man. Uh, they, they can even they can nudge you just by looking at what you're doing, like for real. And they've got everything. Everything wow. you, I mean, <laughs> like it, it's, it's kind of mind blowing, especially the phone. And I don't know how the OTG nature is in the ADOS community. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I just want to make one statement. I think I'm going to be going off social media for a while, if not ever. Yeah, good for <laughs> um, you, man. For this very fact, because like you said, they know yeah. how to put things in front of you to trigger you. Oh, and yeah. You can't get around it and you can't avoid it. So you're, you're, you're spot on with that one. And, and, we, and we're being highly... Highly um, manipulated and nudged. Yes. Um, Big time. Big time. So just to leave off where, um, pick up where we left off at, D.L. Hewley makes a statement saying, I don't want to give white people comfort or, you know, um, or people that don't like, uh, that don't like me or people that look like me. Right. Yeah. Um, But then he shows up on The View to tear down Kanye. So, um, you, you know, you talk about Kanye in the book. And yes. uh, due to his actions, you say uh, he's a he's an honorary white guy now. OK, I that's think- a strong statement. You couldn't have known that uh, you couldn't have known that Thanks. close to press time. He would announce his run for president, which we're not sure if he's in or out at this point. Um, what do you say about that? Could you envision a Kanye presidency? Oh, my God. I, I don't think it's discernibly different than the president <laughs> right now. 
literally, I think that when you're, when you're motivated, you grew up in Chicago and you're more motivated by Donald Trump than the example of, of, of Barack Obama. Whether you agree with him ideologically or not, there are two di- distinctly men. One is aspiration, one's just an ass, but I'll say this, um, oh, oh. that they're discernibly... They're 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 the same type of men. Uh, they both are amoral. They both are narcissistic. Neither reads, and I've seen both their wives naked. So I think they're the, exactly the same type. <laughs> wow. Well, he had the wives part right. That was pretty good. That was a good way to. That's a good way to wrap up that 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 comparison list. It's crap, of course, but I thought oh, that was pretty good. DL get, yeah. getting paid. Yeah, and it's. But but the view laughs at when he sh- slut shames. Oh, of course, Kim. Yeah, I'm, I'm just showing you how these people have no really <clears throat> more underpinnings. <laughs> it's all about you know, saying pushing their agenda. Yeah, uh, because if anybody was to shame another woman um, for her behavior or sexual choices or whatever, they were like, "No, DL, you can't do that." Exactly. But oh wait, we need to tear down Kanye. Yeah. So they look through the Rolodex and say. Can we get on the view to give us comfort, but also to make us feel comfortable that? But also to, to say all black people ain't thinking like Kanye. You know, I listen to that and and I'm like, he's now an honorary mm. white guy. Blow me, DL Hughley. That's you know what is that? What is that supposed to mean? That, that, you had to ask DL. I mean, I guess because he thinks the thinks for himself <laughs> and, and, qu- and qu- oh, okay. questions his vote. Right. Welcome to white dim Kanye. Right, there you go thinking again. Right there, there you go. You're thinking for yourself, Kanye. You got to be must be a white must guy. Be a white but what guy. does that say about black people? <laughs> what does that say about black people then? If you question things, then you are self sufficient. You're a white you're guy. Your own business. What are you saying? This black- is actually the whitest podcast in so the universe. It, it, but then that goes to say. Like we always talk about, when you say white, and then the opposite is black. So then you're saying black is not thinking for yourself and not being self-sufficient and not questioning things. Exactly. And just giving your vote away. That's what he's saying. But what I'm saying is, in the last clip, he said he doesn't give comfort to white people. And this is a big, big issue with me right here. You say that, but you know when your phone rang or your agent's phone rang and they're like, The View, they want you to come on and talk about Kanye. Yep. You knew what you were brought in to do. No, yeah. It's like Joy Behar, she read, oh, you know, remember that time when you said Kanye was an honorary white guy? That was kind of harsh, but <laughs> I like it. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's, that's real. That's real crappy. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate that. No, because, I can tell. Like I said, <laughs> I have, I, I no, already had I'm, my problems with DL, but now he's really off the invite yeah. list. Right, because what they what these so called black people do, boule Negroes do, they corner the market on so called blackness, and then it's like, oh, we can give it to people like Kamala Harris when we want to, right? And then we can take it away from Kanye we want to. When blackness, what they call blackness, is called actually lineage, and there's nothing you can do about my lineage. Nothing right. <laughs> you cannot stop who no. I come from or where I come from or change that. But that's why I call it black ink. Now you see why it's a business mm-hmm. and it's like, do you have a license to operate in blackness? Oh no, your, your blackness license has been revoked. Kanye, you can't speak for black people anymore. Right. And all, all Kamala, we can, we'll give you a black card. Um, you know, so you can, you know, speak for black people. I mean, it's, it's a real <sighs> man. We, you know what? We need to get Kanye <laughs> on this podcast. We just need to get Kanye. We can do an interview with Kanye. Can't we? I can get that. We should be able to reach I, him. 
I think we should. Now, and you know what? I would appreciate that because we will let him talk and actually get his thoughts out and not use these five-second sound bites to make him seem like a crazy person. But Kanye knows how it's going to be used. You know, I mean, he, he understands that. Well, what, what he understands and what he called for appropriately, and this is, and he understands the media incredibly well, uh, you know, this whole Powernomics uh, meeting with uh, Javanka, uh, mm-hmm. got uh, you know, blown out in the, I think it was the New York Times, and he tweeted, uh, oh, I'm happy to do a live interview with the New York Times anytime you want. Just tell me. And he understands it's got to be live. It can't be recorded. If it's not live, and he's right. If it's not live, he can't do it. Um, but we should be, a, we should be able to get to him. Times, why, I, w- I would hope so. Uh, and uh, because... We need to have avenues where people can speak unfiltered. Yes. And, and unedited, you know. And that's, like you said, why didn't the Times take up a live Kanye West? I mean, that's a great opportunity. What a, what a, a great opportunity. What, a great opportunity. If, if, what? You want to do a live interview? Boom, I'm on a plane. Right. I mean, that moment. But they don't want him to speak. They want to use him in sound bites and looking, you know, not the best. To, you know, to tear yeah. down not only him, but anybody that thinks outside the box. I think I can get um, um, I can get Chappelle's number from Rogan. And Chappelle, Chappelle was out there. He wasn't at the ranch, wasn't he? Dave I Chappelle? So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he, yeah. yeah right, after, right after they did the same thing to Chappelle. Yeah. <laughs> they that, did the Kanye, they did Chappelle. It's like, oh, he's crazy. You know, he went ran to Africa. It's like... That was, that was, that, like, that was kind of weird. That was a weird situation because I like that Chappelle went out there to show support, but then Kanye's like, yeah, hey, man, like, show him everything's cool. Tell a joke. And this, that's like telling a magician, <laughs> hey, man, thanks for coming over for coffee. Show me a trick. You know, it's really rude. It's, or, or telling Kanye to sing a song. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, like, sing yeah, why, sing something for us, Kanye. Yeah, why don't you sing a little song there? <laughs> Just do a little ditty for us. Dance, monkey boy. All right. Right. Excellent. So, uh, Kanye, um, <clears throat> so we have next up, <clears throat> this was on um, the Karen Hunter show, which she's going to have several appearances on this because we had to get the Boulay perspective. Of course. On all things, all topics <laughs> that are popular. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, in this clip, we got a comedian, Ida Rodriguez, and she's from the at funny Ida. Uh, I guess that's her handle, mm-hmm. but she's going to speak on, uh, is Kanye a genius? Well, Kanye makes me laugh because the, like we said, I've said it here before. I think it's hilarious that only black and brown people, when somebody is famous, they're automatically a leader and a spokesperson for the whole group, right? <laughs> like, uh, white True. people could do stupid shit. But that's shit. not us doing that. It doesn't matter who does it. What I'm saying, yes, it is. No, because it's not us yes, do that. Trump tweeted about him, how great his no, album is. No, no, but yeah. what I'm saying is, white supremacy is what white supremacy is. Absolutely. That, that's absolute. Absolutely. Okay, but what I'm saying is, look at the people holding Kanye West accountable for mm-hmm. the things that he says. And a lot of people look like him and it's ignorance because they're uneducated. They don't have the information and they automatically assume that because he has the microphone that he is assuming leadership. He so said man, this, though. No, he... but no, but I know what he said. He also said he's bipolar. Yeah. And we sit here. <laughs> we hear what we want to hear. Uh, so we should give him a break because he I needs don't to think be his medicine? No, I don't think we should give him a break. I think we should turn his mic off. Yes, oh, there yes. are people. But that's what we all want, though. No, no, no. Put a uh, put masking <laughs> tape on his mouth. 
Oh. Did you hear that laughter? Yeah. When they said, can you play, can you yeah. play just, yeah, a, can, you, can you play it from there, please? Yeah, of course. You, you want the laughter bit? The, the last yeah, little just, bit? Yeah, just, yeah. The, the, no, but, yeah. No, but I know what he said. He also said he's bipolar. Yeah. And we sit here, <laughs> we hear what we want to hear. Uh, so we should give him a break because he I needs don't to think be we, on his medicine? No, I don't think we should give him a break. I think we should turn his mic off. Yes. Because there are people. But that's what we all want, though. Wow. That's what we all want. <laughs> you know, uh, MoFax listeners, I listened to, uh, this is from Sirius XM, uh, ever since uh, we started playing Karen Hunter on the show, is on the uh-huh. ur- on the Urban Channel, which is synonymous for black, apparently. Um, yes. <laughs> that is some woke-ass crap, man, all day long. There's not a lot of really interesting people, well, there's interesting from a show perspective, but- oh, No balance. Just zero, no, no balance zero, especially Karen Hunter. Uh, or, or if she brings on a person, you know he he he's not up to the level of whoever he or who who she or he is debating, right? I mean they'll they'll lopsided, it, but yeah. But uh, but but MoFax but yeah, listeners, MoFax listeners, if there's an opportunity, should call into that show and say, "Hey, excuse me, why are you laughing at a person who has who you claim uh, is bipolar?" Or that is having an episode. Why are you laughing at that? Why? But then they'll turn around and say the same thing. Well, black men suffer from mental health issues, blah, 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 to, you know, saying collect money or votes on our behalf, <laughs> but then turn around and laugh. That's fantastic. If you think he truly suffered from it. And then you say, we need to turn his mic off. Yeah, it's that's like, the how best. about coming up with some ideas to challenge his ideas? <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, saying, and beat him in a debate. No, it's like, shut up. Shut up, slave. I mean, that's that's basically what it is. He's just an annoying person to them. Very annoying. He's very. But you know what? Kanye knew this was going to be. Um, he he foretold this, and this and this comes from uh, show number thirteen. It's a throwback clip. Um, even when Kanye said he uh, he can't be silenced. Are you afraid of losing your audience? Yay. I told you I'm only afraid of God. I'm only afraid of my daddy, God. Mm-hmm. I done been 15 years. I'm telling you, God is showing that you can have your own thoughts, bro. I've been canceled before there was cancel culture. <laughs> Who told you that my career would be over? The same people that are telling you that you can't have a right to say who you will vote for, those people will be soon to take Jesus out the school. Those people will be soon to remove Jesus, period, from America, which is the Bible Belt. Those people will be soon, man, come on, man. I ain't finna go Alex Jones level on y'all, man. Come on, man. What y'all want? Like, wake up. Wake up, Mr. West. Wake up, culture. Wake up. Everybody think they so woke, but they following the rules of what woke's supposed to be. Hip-hop ain't never been about following rules. It's been about doing what you feel. I'm going to take the Louis. I'm going to throw it like this. I'm going to do it with the polo. I'm going to do it like this. Even like the way I talk. Hold on. Let me use my African-American voice. Let me use my <laughs> Disney-approved voice. Let me use... You know what I'm saying? We're not even speaking in our own language, bro. Like, we talk louder than this. Africans talk loud. Italian moms talk loud. We talk louder, but we speak in our corporate voice. Or we don't want to ruin the deal voice. Or this why... Bro, I love y'all, man. And I love me. And I love Christ. And y'all should love to see this. I'm not, I'm not gonna tell y'all what y'all should do. I'm just doing what I do. If you love it, 
then cool. If y'all want to me, it ain't going to make a difference. Honestly, I done been killed so many times on social media and I'm still here. I'm still talking. Look at me. That's got to be one of my favorite Kanye clips. That's really good. <laughs> I really like that. And one. that's what you have to do. It, that's why they wouldn't give him the interview. Because if you give him a live interview and let give him the room to talk, then all of a it sudden it actually makes yep, sense. Yep. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. That's why we need him. And I'm I would like to make one point. I think the cancel canon originated right there with that clip. Yes, I will uh here's a little <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. I thought so I recognized instead of, that. Instead of rap, it's <laughs> 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 so nice. just, just let that sink in for me. And then you asked me about him being uh, a Christian and all that. Mm-hmm. If he keeps talking about removing Jesus, in those states in South Carolina, North Carolina, people uh, will the pay Bible attention. Belt, people will pay attention. And black, you know, you're right. I mean, we got to think about the three pictures on the wall. You remember yep. that? It yep. was, you know, who, who was it? We got So MLK. when you start talking about removing Jesus, and you got Kanye West, Mr. Jesus Walks himself, saying <laughs> the Democrats want to remove Jesus. What? So people are going to start to listen. And yeah. then they'll notice, you know what? The Democrats did remove religion from their uh, planks. Of course they did. So I'm just saying, when you start getting volume behind that message. Yeah. You might not get them to vote for Kanye or Trump, but people might have something else to do on Tuesday. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, it, it's it. And he he does not get the the mainstream. You know, Tucker Carlson's been uh, he's he's been covering him from time to time, and that would be a, a great God. spot for him to go. He won't do it, I guess. I don't know why not. It would seems like that would be a perfect well, spot. Well, he can't. Kanye, he has to walk this line, right? He can't be too Fox News. Yeah. He can't, you know, I mean, you can't uh, submerge yourself in too much conservatism. Yeah, that would be a problem. Uh, Because, one, I don't think he thinks that way. I think Kanye's like, let people think how they want to think, and then the majority will win. Because, I mean, here, here, because... I think I think like him. I I don't know him personally. Well, I was was going to say, it should be known that you, you really grew up following kanye i mean you've you've grown up for, with kanye for, yes and i like i said i'll say it again i was a kanye west you know follower or fan i mean for lack of a better word ever since before he even got in front of the camera because i loved his i loved his production mm-hmm. and i would go and buy cds just that he did mute beats on just to, you know to read it so i follow kanye all the way up um and I've noted he went from being super liberal. Yeah. Now I don't say he's ultra conservative, but any kind of conservative is ultra conservative if you're black, <laughs> obviously. <Yeah. laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, this this is where we're at. And well, but, well, this is an important. It's yeah. important because that clip just reiterates the whole idea is to turn off his microphone. Let him rant. Let him rave. Let him do whatever he wants. Just make sure he doesn't get a hold of the mic. In a in a situation where people will be able to hear it, that's literally what they want, and that's why you haven't seen an interview with him. No, and I was just going to say before we go to the next clip, I I have the same. I think I have similar beliefs as Kanye. Put all the ideas on the table, d- debate and discuss them, and then wh- whoever the majority goes with, that's that's how 
society heads. If society wants to head to a Marxist uh, future and that's where the majority is, hey, so be it. You know, what are you going to do? But to try to shut people down and cancel them and, you know, don't even let them get their voice out. No, nah, I mean, that's not the right way because that's what they've, you know, that's what this system is all about is suppressing. And but they always love to talk about voter suppression. What about voice suppression? What about ideas and suppression of ideas? Those kind of things, you know, uh, but that that doesn't matter. It became you know, it became so easy. And Kanye is just one of the few people, but it became so easy to cancel people or uh, as Roosevelt said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And people are afraid of their jobs. That's why they're doing this against Kanye. People are afraid to talk or speak up because they know they can get canceled for anything. That tide is changing, though. That is changing, and, but not in, and it not goes in this election. Than, <laughs> it goes deeper than canceling for Kanye and, and other black men. This is a clear-cut case of black butt-breaking. The term bug breaking refers to a process used by slave owners to break and destroy strong black men in order to degrade and demonstrate mastery over black people. This was frequently done by beating, sexually assaulting, and humiliating black men in public to make examples out of revolutionaries to deter our desire for independence. In other words, they wanted strong black bodies with weak minds who wouldn't disrupt the institution of slavery. Even the image of black men being responsible fathers, husbands, protectors of their families was forbidden because such images didn't support white world dominance. Instead, hundreds of years of negative imagery toward black men as being lazy, dumb, and untrustworthy criminals have been highlighted before the world. Wow. It is and true. Like said, it this is, goes all the way back to yeah, to slavery. And I mean, we see it all the time. Um, well, so it's and it's all. And if you look at the slave owners move forward a little bit, you know, Democrats, mm-hmm. Democrats in the South, Democrats. They did that. If you just want to make it political. Right. And, and that's the point. Of, oh, gosh. OK, I'm, let me let me get let me let me, let me give you an analogy. This is just my high level take on liberals and conservatives just i mean and i really i really prefer to say democrats and republicans how about that okay because uh, yeah just make it, make it simple. To, these are parties right. these are clubs these are right. cults i'm not in right. either one so this is this is an analogy or or you know a metaphor what i think about uh democrats and republicans and how they deal with black people okay you got a little boy fishing right and then you have a, a conservative come by and he'll Say, hey, you might want to throw it over there to catch some fish or throw it over there to catch some fish. Every day he comes by his past you and gives you a pointer or two. And the little boy's like, can I go with you home? He's like, nah, you can't go home with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but but I'll, I'll give you some pointers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What a liberal will go and, you know, they'll take you out, throw the ball around with you, take you home, but they'll never show you how to catch a fish for yourself. Right. <laughs> so that's that's how I look at the two parties, and, part. it, and, and I know it's an oversimplification, but that's how I see no, it. No, that's, that. that's your that's your. But you know what? I will, I will rather learn how to fish, yeah. and not go home with you <laughs> than you take me home, but you you can feed me when you want to feed me or not. 
Well, that is the teach a man to fish and he'll, you know, he'll eat for the rest of his life, of course. Right. That's that's my allusion to that. I'm just saying, but that's the two ways they do it. Mm-hmm. One would never, ever teach you how to fish. It's because if you learn how to fish, then you can think for yourself, you know, but they can't hold that, you know, now, the now, fish do you that they want to give you for dinner over your head. Do you think that is ingrained? Do you think, uh, I mean, did that, was that gone at some point? Did that come back? Has that all, has that been that, was it that way in the early seventies, in the mid seventies? Has it no, I always think it been started that way? in the 1950s and like 60s when we talk about no man in the house? Right, right, right. And right. we're, we're going to get around to like what black men really want. We'll talk about that later in the show because it's very yeah. simple. Well, I, <laughs> it's very I, I, simple what we want. In relation to that clip, though, Mo, I have to say we've never started the show on time. That's true. <laughs> No, because you open yourself up with yeah. that, man. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I have no, you know what? Some, some, some stereotypes are true, but you know what? I'll say this: that's not true because you are you are the We're hardest the, working oh, guy I know. You work your ass off. That's that's the point, though. It's like, uh, what, do, what do you value? Time or quality? Quality. Yeah, of I mean, course. Right. Of so, course. I mean, that, but, I, but I, you know what? I work with other people from other countries, and there's other groups of people that are considered late. So, I don't take it as a slight. No, when of course people not. say that, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a different vibration. I think that's, we have to understand how people vibe. <laughs> yeah. And if you understand people, how people vibe, it's like, you know what? He said three o'clock. That's probably going to be about 3.15. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I was still drinking coffee downstairs. I'm like, eh, Mo should text me more. Right. <laughs> I'm, I was no, just busting your chops, man. Just busting your chops. No, no, no. But what I'm just saying is if we try to understand people instead of trying to put people in a box, then you, you could Thank you. relate to them better. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, and, you know, um, and, I, and just so everyone, I relate to you. It has nothing to do with skin color. Or culture, I relate to you because you're a winner. I like hanging out with winners. That's 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 what I'm looking that's, for. <laughs> that's that's all I care about. I really, I could care less. I want to be around winners. And even if you're not a winner, because you could be a loser, you could be a winner on a losing team. But winning is a mentality. Exactly. It's like you always want to bring your A game. You always want to be prepared. And I think there's more of us out there than not. But they've demonized competitive being competitive so much that people are scared to show competitiveness. It's like you know that's even a, that's even toxic. that's a problem. Yeah, of course, because then you're <laughs> well, you know, this is the equity equation. Is you it, it, you, know, you know this? I've, I've been learning from teachers how they are um, expected to teach and uh, apply equity, not equality, but equity inside uh, the classroom and inside schools. And it really is one hundred percent about making sure everybody's at the same level. If you're not the same level, we're going to give you five extra points to make sure you're there. That's a very simplified version of it. But yeah. the, but the opposite version. Is Kurt Vonnegut, which is a great book and a, and a great movie, Harrison Bergeron, where mm. it, it, the equity worked the other way in a dystopian science fiction future, where uh, you're a great dancer. Okay, you still get to dance ballet, but we're going to put 10 pound weights on your ankles just so it's so there's equity between the other dancers. You're really beautiful on television and your co-actor, not as quite as beautiful. So you have to wear a mask. That also may be part of this. Everyone wears a mask bit. I don't know, but um, 
and and people and people use equality and fairness as a weapon. So, no, synonymous, but they're not. They're not. Those two words are not synonyms of each other. Of course not. Uh, fairness is, and I like it to like sports, right? You show up with 53-man roster. I show up with a 53-man roster. We had the same uh, salary cap, but you just put it together a shitty team. Excuse my language. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, and I right. put it together superior team. Now, we'll play by the same rules, yeah. pass interference, holding, you know, those kind of things. All those same penalties are called the same way. That's fairness. <laughs> yeah. But what they want is, like, you know what? We'll give, you though, you know, <laughs> we'll give you two exactly. extra guys. Give you two extra guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's not. And nobody wants to be that. Nobody wants to be pandered to or treated. You know, as a as you no. Know, that's that's very condescending. And and and, and the Democrats and liberals haven't picked up on it yet. That we don't want to be. You know, uh, uh, cater to or pander to or those kind of things. Because what you're saying is. Hey, all right, big. It's like what people call you, big man. Like, all right, big man. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, <laughs> that's the most offensive thing you can say some, to somebody. Like, you big know, man. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm just saying. Like, you know how people they're condescendingly say it. Like, oh, oh yeah, you're a big sure. man. You know, oh, kind of thing, so. oh, hey, all right, big man, like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got you. So now we're gonna get into why Kanye West is so dangerous, and you brought him up. This is uh, Tucker Carlson. At this moment, the most compelling voice against abortion and Planned Parenthood is not a Republican. The most widely heard Christian evangelist in America is not ordained. Instead, he is a rapper married to a Kardashian who, by the way, everyone says is crazy. Kanye West is running for president, but that's not really the headline. The headline is that on core conservative issues, not political issues like legislation before the Congress, but on foundational questions about life and children and what happens when you die, no one with a national platform has been more honest or sincere or effective than Kanye West has been, maybe in generations. It's all pretty shocking, really. Talk about an unlikely messenger. But it's real. Check out West's Twitter feed if you haven't seen it. Not everything he says is conservative, far from it. Not everything he says is even intelligible. But when West talks about his faith and about the gift of human life, you start to ask yourself, why aren't there any elected Republicans who sound like that? <laughs> they say they believe the same things, but if they actually do, why don't they talk like Kanye West does? And the answer, of course, is because they're afraid to. But West is not afraid. He doesn't have to be. He's too famous. He's made too much money. He sold something like 150 million albums over the past 20 years. And really, it's hard to cancel a guy like that. Yeah, I saw this. I, I, yeah, I guess money is the, is a big factor. Money is a really big factor. Or percep- not, perception, not, not perception, perception, per- some perception factor. Well, it's not only money. It's because actual Kanye has true supporters. I mean, he doesn't have to put out another album. He doesn't have to release another sneaker. Right. It's that he has built up such a uh, equity with people. I'm not going not gonna to say a race or a gender. But just with people, whatever he says, whatever he feels, he say he says right. Yep. And when somebody has that kind of uh, respect and uh, use the word again equity with people, it's hard to destroy him because <clears throat> it's like 
this guy has always told us what he felt. He's like, hey, Beyonce had a better, <laughs> Beyonce had a better, uh, <laughs> video. Better video. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has George definitely Bush told us what like he black thinks. people. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. when you build up, when, you, whether you like them or not, when you build up that kind of respect and clout, you can't cancel it because I, it's, I, I love that. that he's that, fascinating. I mean, he's a fascinating person. I remember that live broadcast, and he's there with Bon Jovi, and uh, what else was it? It made John Stewart. He's like, George Bush don't care about black people. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> just like, yeah, it was, uh, it was Mike Mike something. It was oh, Mike, Mike Myers. Uh, Mike Myers. Guy, uh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers. <laughs> SNL, yeah. yeah. Where's he at anyway? <laughs> Back to Canada. He well, I don't know. He's counting his money, man. Uh-huh. I don't know. He's fine. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, but he 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 has that kind of equity, and he made like don't ever forget or always remember. underestimate the power of him making. Always remember uh, that he made Jesus walk. I mean, like that may seem small to some people, but that opened him up to be seen a whole different way. I'm sorry, what do you mean he made By Jesus a lot walk? Of people, he made Jesus walk. The song. Oh, so oh, okay. the song Jesus yes. walks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To do that in hip hop at that time, when you, when like Fifty Cent was like the biggest, you know, it was all about gangster rap and being hard. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy that's like, when everybody's zigging, I'm a zag. Right. He always does that, right? When everybody goes super woke liberal, here he comes being, you know, what I'm saying more conservative. I mean, he always is on that cutting edge He's of counterculture. Trend, trendsetter. Yeah, and that's a problem because when your trendsetter starts to talk about. Things that will actually destabilize the the power structure of the Democratic Party, you have to take note. And as Tucker Carlson says, they can't use the normal uh, council tactics to it. And even in this next clip, Tucker Carlson is going to allude, knowingly, unknowingly, he's going to allude to butt breaking himself. So what does the left do in response to Kanye West? How do you make Kanye West shut up? The short answer is you can't. So you work to discredit him. You go ad hominem. You ignore what he's saying. You attack him as a person. You don't engage with his ideas. You know you would lose if you tried that. So instead, you try to keep people from listening to him. It's an easier job when you're dealing with less famous people. Thanks to our centrally controlled internet, the left can usually silence dissent in an instant with the press of a button. But with prominent wrong thinkers like Kanye West, censorship requires a finer touch, more artistic flair. In Kanye West's case, they decided to attack him as mentally ill. You hear that a lot now, but it's a relatively new tactic. It was just a little over four years ago that CNN published a piece about Kanye West. They highlighted his most famous moments, like the time he interrupted Taylor Swift at the MTV Video Music Awards. CNN described all these incidents as, quote, controversial. But there was no mention of Kanye West being a danger to himself, much less mentally ill. No, just controversial. Not a problem. And then West appeared to say something positive about Donald Trump, and everything changed in an instant. Kanye West became a babbling lunatic, the kind of guy who pulls imaginary insects out of the air and soils his own pants. <laughs> a total nutcase. <laughs> That's good. They, there you have it. I yep. mean, he gets it. He's like, they, they have to use a very nuanced way, you know, to, to tear this man down. Not the ideas. But the person at hominem, I mean, yep. go I, after him, absolutely right. But isn't that the point of of debate? Is to bring your ideas to the table. If they're so crazy, um, 
then you know they're easy to you know easy to debunk or defeat it is so functional and uh, just on the young people for a second yeah i have conversations with the millennials and uh if it comes up you know who are you gonna vote for i said i really like kanye and it's like a pavlovian response boom head snaps back eye rolls it's so effective that just he's nuts now they'll still dance to his songs, wear his sneakers, but please, he's crazy. Okay, right. But that's that goes to show you how powerful he is because they can't do, do it. They won't burn his sneakers and you know uh, uh, his CDs and that kind of thing. No. So as long as he's making great art, he still has power. Uh, I, I will say this about the abortion thing because I don't. That's one of the things like uh, um. The birtherism uh, is a non-starter, so we don't talk about it a lot on the show uh, because there's no win, no matter what side you're on. (laughs) Um, But I will say this, the topic of abortion, that is a very strong argument in the black community. I'll, I'll, I'll say this, that was part of the reason why Bush won in 2012 in his reelection. There was a large amount of black people that went and voted or didn't vote on that one topic. So Kanye's been given the talking points like push abortion, right? Push, you know, black men, uh, you know, push mental slavery, these things. So if he keeps driving home this Jesus and abortion thing, he's going to reach older blacks, right? The younger blacks, like I said, they're either with Kanye or not going to be swayed. Uh, and really, they. It is what it is, but those older blacks, as long as he keeps saying it, I and mean, when I say older, I'm saying 40 and up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's important to know. Um, yes. What media uh, are they consuming? Are, are they also uh, on Twitter seeing it and paying attention? or Because uh, this is all much younger medium type stuff in general, I think in general. Oh, well, they're, they're, they're paying attention because, you know, they watch MSNBC, Joy Reid, those kind of things. So right. when you have him on there, that's the point. It's just like, you know, birtherism, bir- or birther, you know, yeah, the birth argument. Mm-hmm. Trump knew how, he knew how it was going to land, but it's like, it's the bigger, you know, it's the bigger uh, win because they're going to talk about something I want them to talk about. Right. And it's, this is an argument that Democrats can't win, and it, it, they can't. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that later. Uh, but I will say this, um, there is some... Uh, esoteric connections between uh, Donald Trump and uh, Kanye West, one being the dragon energy. And I don't know if you've checked uh, Twitter today, but right now my Twitter feed is just tweets from Donald Trump and Kanye West. (laughs) Kanye is getting kind of political. He tweeted, my MAGA hat is signed, followed by 30 fire emojis. Now, that is fitting, because that is how many times I would set that hat on fire. I think... Woo! Brave man! Yeah! I think Kanye's lobbying for a job as Trump's new communications director. They could just change his name to Kellyanne Kanye. But the height of Kanye's Trump praise 
has got to be when he tweeted, you don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. We are both dragon energy. He is my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with everything anyone does. That's what makes us individuals, and we have the right to independent thought. Yes, we have the right to independent thought, and I independently think that Kanye has lost his mind. You know what, Kanye? You know, you know what? Donald Trump is your brother. It is true. I am your brother, too. And brother to brother, I just want to say, put the phone down. <laughs> Kelly and Kanye was fun, funny. That was a good line. That was a good line. <laughs> but yeah, so there is some connection between Donald Trump and yes, Kanye. The dragon energy. The dragon energy. Um, and no, um, when you start to look into that kind of thing, as uh, I had to, I found uh, Dr. Janine Lim, and she talks about, just gives a little background on her. Uh, she's worked in the high tech industry over 30 years, I mean, excuse me, over 20 years. She's currently a chief marketing officer at Hanson Robotics uh, and was a marketing director for Dell, Cisco, and 3Com. So, I mean, this is a serious lady. Um, she has a PhD in, uh, integrated and holistic uh, health. So she's going to give us, uh, <clears throat> a talk about decoding, <clears throat> excuse me, decoding this, uh, serpent power, uh, also known as the Kundalini. So the approach that I'm taking is to explore several seemingly independent concepts around energy and then later on to connect the dots to provide a Western description of the origin and cause of Kundalini. First, what is Kundalini? So just to answer this question, uncovered a lot of different interpretations and a lot of different definitions. A key problem seems to be Kundalini is a word from Hindi, uh, Hindu scriptures and there is no real equivalent in English. And so Kundalini is usually described as the primordial dormant energy present in three and a half coils at the base of the spine in a triangular bone called the sacrum. And it's usually presented as sexual energy that is with us from birth. And interestingly, in the West, it has sometimes been diagnosed as a physical or psychological disorder because the spiritual awakening process often triggers um, alterations in thoughts and emotions and bodily symptoms that result in the process frequently being mistaken for a mental illness. Ah! <laughs> I like that. And, and nice. Just to, just to go back a little bit. Um, you remember uh, Mary Ann Williamson? Yes, well, when she that's did that when prayer. You, Kundalini. That's the first thing I thought about when I when I heard the the term come back. Right. So when Kaye broke down when he was talking about his daughter and crying and stuff, oh. it looked like he was having a manic episode. But I think his probably his Kundalini uh, Kundalini energy was on like on ten, and he just had a, a had a um. Because he almost uh, he, some kind he, of yes. manifestation, yeah, and it came from his midriff kind of. <laughs> he he was doubling over a little bit, and that's yeah, that's a, right. That's a good observation. <laughs> I, I I saw I saw that it was real. Something real was happening there. Something very real to him, yeah, for sure. And you know him realizing. So I'm just wondering that, this awakening. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I say him realizing that his dad had almost had him aborted the way he had done with with his daughter. 
And it actually mm-hmm. looked like he realized that at that moment, or or he was there was something going on. And the midriff thing, yeah, Kundalini. I, why not? Makes sense. And it's, it's we have to watch this, like Kelly. I mean, Mary Ann Williamson. Yeah, she dabbles in this kind of stuff. She was talking reparations, trying to help black people. Now we have Kanye West talking to Donald Trump, talking about the dragon slash serpent energy. And then just came across my phone five minutes before we do the show. And I'm just going to show you how the butt breaking continues. Uh, let me open my phone up right quick. Uh, where's it at? Um, it was on TMZ. Mm-hmm. Basically, they were saying that how uh, Kanye texted that. Can you use snake emojis? And they were like, he's coming after Taylor Swift. <laughs> so now what, <laughs> what they want to do is. Beat right, him against the white like, girl. She, supposedly. Mm-hmm. You see? Mm-hmm. You step. I ain't had to say it. I mean, I'm just. And they've used this before, like whenever they wanted to get back in line. Oh, you remember what he did to Taylor Swift? This sweet, innocent, uh, lack of better word, Lily White, you know, pure snow white woman. So you can't be for this black man. He's. Oh my yeah, gosh. this is what. The, uh. Well, yeah, it just came across, and it's like, hold on, like you can't use the snake emoji. Like, what, do you, what do you mean you can't? Right. And I, I don't understand why Kanye would say that either when you're talking about serp, dragon energy or serpent energy, but yeah. <laughs> that's not here nor there. Yeah. Um, but that's my rap on Kanye. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm waiting for the interview. I, I put this off because I thought he would probably do an interview. I really want to hear like hear from him, actually. Because, I mean, like you said, Kanye West and Donald Trump are like um, opposites. And the reason why I say that is Kanye, he's better when he's sitting down one on one having a conversation, whereas Donald Trump is better when he's in stage. front of a crowd. Yes, you're so and right. Charged up, yeah, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think I don't think Kanye is, does very well with like going off the cuff to large crowds. No, in fact, he, that, so, his ADHD uh, it distracts him. He ping pongs around, and uh, it's easier when someone else is driving the conversation with a question. He can just boom fire back and say it. And then you got let him guy just let him get his ideas out, right? Um, so, yeah, yeah that, that's pretty much it on Kanye. I think this is going to backfire and blow up in the um, Democrats' face if they keep bothering him. Because the more you bother him and poke him, the more he's going to talk about two topics that you really don't want to talk with uh, talk about with a lot of black people. I think black black people, so called black people, have a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. when it comes to abortion and those things, when they support the Democratic Party. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, because it does. And, and it's perceived that we're being targeted by, by that um, practice. But I mean, I die. I mean, I, I, I'll. Well, that's a, that's a topic to we that could get. It's a long line. topic if we want. I've, I've done a lot of research on. You know, right. Planned Parenthood and in, in poor and, communities, and I'm not doing. I'm not, like I said. I'm whatever you're. If you're pro life or you know, what I'm saying or pro abortion, and I will say that term. I'm not going to say pro choice because that's a misleading. <laughs> um, it is. It's, that's a misnomer for what you're saying. I mean, if you're if you're for it, you're for it. I mean, like if you're saying this practice is necessary, um, no, in certain communities, fine. We'll stand behind it. Don't try to hide it. You know, what I'm saying with this this uh, politically correct or acceptable term. So, I mean, whichever side you're on, I mean, that's your business at the end of the day. I'm, I'm like, there are a lot of things, but 
what we have to do is look at it in a political sense. That's because of what we do here on the show. And that's a not, that's a loser for the Democrats. If yes. you actually talk about it, if it, <laughs> if if it really actually, gets, yeah, if it really comes. And it's interesting that just in this past month or so, it's become generally accepted and acknowledged that Margaret Sanger, was, who was the founder of Planned Parenthood, was indeed a eugenics, uh, a, a stout and vocal eugenicist. And that's something and that we've known for years and years and years and years. And now suddenly it's like, well, we all know that Margaret Sanger. What? Since when did it be okay, come, become okay to talk about that? And then when they start looking and see who won that award, I mean, you, you're, you're going to start, right. you know, uh, exactly. that yearly award. Then we're going to start looking at things a lot differently. And that's why I said, if they can make Kanye go away, it would be best. I think they need to leave him alone and stop reporting. If I'm giving the Democrats oh, political but they, advice. They can't. They can't. It's too good. And, and you say Trump and Kanye are opposites. Yes, they also fill each other in. When, when Trump has a, a, a lull in his... In his attention, Kanye is poised to jump in. You should look. I think I'm going to pay attention to that. There, there may be some. And that's what basically there. without with no rallies, right? Now you have to keep the, the narrative going, and that's what kind of Kanye is doing because he doesn't need the large crowd. He can get the same energy, uh, and I bet you the conversation is going just by tweeting about him. What's in, uh, What's interesting, Mo, is that Trump yes. has changed significantly. And it's uh, it's the past two weeks. He started doing daily briefings himself, just himself talking. He may bring somebody up. Hey, tell me what's going on. And in, in fact, mm-hmm. what he's doing now is the way I see it. This is a CEO bringing a quarterly report to his shareholders. That's the vibe he's got. And you know, and uh, and he knows how to do this. You know, it's like you always want to make everything positive. He this is what he does. But he's no longer doing the crazy. Pay attention. He's not yelling at Twitter. Okay, there's still some stuff. But even just look at his demeanor. The press, there was a a journalist yesterday said, uh, Mr. Trump, uh, do you regret three and a half years, 10,000 lies? And Trump's like, what did you say? He said, the lying. He says, who's lying? You. He said, all right. And he just went to the next person. Where before, he would have focused, gone off, counterattacked. It's very advantageous to have someone who's a little crazy when Trump is not being that crazy. Yeah, that's why I call Kanye a, a hired gun. Yep. I mean, I mean, yep. that's what he is. He's, he is. Go out there and go out and do he, the crazy. He, yep. Right. And now Until I can get back yeah. to my rallies. This may be more. <laughs> this thing. may be more sophisticated than we think. What's going on between those two? I, I, I would think so. Would not, when we would talk not. about the, uh, the the dragon energy. Yes. <laughs> well, there's that. It, it goes it goes way deeper than you know <laughs> just uh, a rapper and a, you know a businessman. It, it goes way deeper. Uh, but since we're talking about snakes, uh, fifteen. <laughs> but let's start the morning with the big Biden VP announcement. There he is. It came in yesterday around Woo! four p.m. I have the great honor to announce I have picked Kamala Harris, a fearless fighter for the little guy and one of the country's finest public servants, as my running mm-hmm. mate. Kamala quickly accepted on Twitter. Let's throw her tweet up there. He has spent the unify the American people because he spent his life fighting for us as president. He'll build an America that lives up to our ideals. 
Fields. I'm honored to join him as our party's nominee for vice president and do what it takes to make him commander in chief. And what really struck my eye, Crystal, was this pledge that they took together. That's the final thing. Let's throw it up there. And the pledge, what really caught my eyes when they're like, we're going to take on powerful people and powerful interests. And I couldn't think of something more antithetical than what either stand for, both in this campaign and have stood for for their entire mm-hmm. careers. And it's just, yeah, it's the perfect pick, right, for Joe yeah. Biden for to pick Kamala Harris. They're totally simpatico on Wall Street, on <laughs> Hollywood, on everything that could possibly matter. Look, we've just had this mass protest movement about race and justice and policing. And the answer to that is someone who went out of her way to criminalize parents who take mm. kids didn't go to school, went after nonviolent marijuana users. Like, she came up through politics in this very lock up way. I mean, <laughs> that's a way to put it. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this had to be the dumbest <laughs> VP pick I ever seen outside of uh, well, this might be even dumber than um, Sarah Palin. I liked Sarah Palin, honestly. No, well, I'm just saying from a political standpoint. Well, she was good until she didn't have the chops to handle Jane Pauley. I mean, she screwed that's, up. That's why I say it's even dumber because, like, if you just would have kept her just to her talking points, she could have been, you uh, uh, advantageous for uh, um, McCain. Yeah. It was, Hello, it, nobody likes uh, Kamala Harris. <laughs> Black people canceled her, you know what I'm saying? At, at the very beginning, if you want to use the word cancel, we were like, no, we don't want her because we know what she's about. Okay, now, now stop for a second because yes. there's no doubt you have woke friends and family who uh, probably don't listen to your, you, they may not even know about <laughs> about this podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> which I understand, believe me. Um, do, is it across the board? I mean, are they, do, do they, are they denying history and they, they think she's a great pick? I mean, what are you feeling from your community? Okay. Loud report from the community. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I need a jingle for that. Yeah. Serious, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Mo, I know you're out in the community. Uh, what are you learning? Uh, boost on the ground here, Adam, um, from the community. Um, no, no, all ser- <laughs> in all seriousness, when you look at Kamala Harris, she's not woke enough. I mean, if you want to go woke, do you go Stacey Abrams, right? I mean, if that's what you, if you, okay, if you say I got to go black woman and they had to go black woman, they don't, don't get it twisted. The black women flex their muscles on the democratic party and let them know. And that goes to show how much juice they have. And they it, said, and it, did you, it didn't matter what kind of black woman, as long as the skin color was dark. Well, well that's a problem. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, let me go down the list of things. Right. One. She's not woke enough to be woke. And she's a cop. I mean, any way you slice it, she's a, and and what I mean by that is when you're talking about talking to, we're talking about the, the woke people, the black lives matter, you know, black ink, the, the, the Marxist, those kind of things. They can't get behind this. No, it's like, you want me to vote for come. It's bad enough. Is it with Joe Biden? Like what, what is this? Like Cagney and Lacey? I mean, what are you, what are you doing here? I mean, <laughs> Cagney and like, Lacey. That's good. No, no, I'm just saying like that. So that segment of it, and then I'm going to be honest, there are going to be a segment of black women. that are not going to like Kamala Harris because of her color and her, uh, her appearance. This is a real fact. I her, mean, her actual. Is, uh, what do you mean, her appearance? 
she's attractive. She's fair skinned, straight hair. You know. Oh, oh she has the good did, hair. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, I got very, you. I, you've been doing the work, Adam. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. I've been around. <laughs> I know. But I'm just saying that's going to turn a, a segment off. Uh, and like when you start digging into her prosecution record, when you start talking about she locked poor black moms up, the, I don't understand what they, they were like, okay, this is what we're going with. Hold on one second. Hold, like, hold, bro, on, hold, hold, yeah. on, hold on one second. Yeah. I just realized that's an interesting point. How can any black woman, ADOS, identify mm-hmm. with Kamala Harris? And in, and specifically because my ex-ex-wife had a cosmetics company, and I learned a lot about different skin tones, colors, etc. Black women, black women's hair is an issue so vast and large. Neither of us are qualified to speak about it, but it's a it's a huge deal what a, another so-called black woman's hair is like. Oprah has been, you know, has, this has been one of the main talking points from what I know. Yes. And, th- and, and, and that could actually be more of a problem than we than you or I even realize. I, it's not lost on me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, because okay. I understand that the psychology of it is going to be like, uh, she's the pretty light-skinned chick with the good hair. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna. That's why I always said, if they wanted to go with a black woman, they should have went with Stacey Abrams well, because she clearly gives the, the vibe po- of yeah. a real. <laughs> the party clearly didn't want her, man. They did not want her, which leads me to believe they don't want black people, and they don't really want Joe to win. I, I, I can't. D- 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 I can't see it any other way. <laughs> well, I think they can get the sympathy vote. If they come out, you know, and then it's a black woman under attack, it's an older man, you know, with a little slippage under attack. The Republicans have to be very careful. Now, I'm going to give a little advice to them. Don't overplay your hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't, oh, totally, don't, uh, totally. Totally. Be careful. <laughs> with the, yeah, the, with the senile uh, uh, dementia, black woman, you know, that kind of thing, just... They they're gonna shoot themselves in the foot because they have a record they have to they have to explain. But yeah, they, um, they, they, she was the worst pick out of all of them. You could go, uh, I think Valerie Demings. I think that her name was. Yeah, Val you could have went that route. I like I liked Val Demings. At, I liked her a lot. I mean, right. To not not agreeing with she's also very woke. But I saw her in some of those hearings with the Silicon Valley douchebags, and she was prepared. She knew what he, she was doing. I I was impressed by her. Yeah, so I mean, it's just Kamala Harris comes off as phony, um, just to you know the people she's trying to reach. Not to me. I'm talking about to the people she's trying to reach. You know, uh, I mean, she gives these canned answers, and I I don't know what the Democrats are thinking. I think maybe they oh we oh she's just like the female Obama. You know that, but bro, Obama is an outdated <laughs> commodity. <laughs> Obama no wouldn't win in 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 these in these times. Um, maybe against Trump, yeah, but I'm saying against uh, just in uh, if he had to run over with what we know about him now, he wouldn't win. I I, I know I know from inside the the publishing world that you know when I was talking to a publisher about uh, doing my book until I saw the contracts like morality clause. See, ya. <laughs> um, the uh, the big. Uh, thing in the industry was uh, you know you really you can't you can't release your book you know near the end of the summer because the obama book is coming obama book it's now 18 months late he is he's not even delivered the manuscript 
they can't even get it out before the election, which I think was was supposed to. That to me is a surefire signal that if Obama doesn't come out with his book, which it seems impossible almost at this point, then that's not the final punch they've got. You know, because that that's what it would be. Some kind of what massive are you going to talk reason. about though? Well, just what are you going to talk? What? Just to have him go and promote the book and have a reason to be places and and give the final push to the candidate. Yeah, but I, I just don't think I think he's ineffective, just like Kamala Harris. Yeah, totally, is totally. The A Ados community. Yeah, they're done with him. Uh, people are. And when I say that, I'm talking about the lineage, not the political group. Um, they're asking questions now, like why is it every time we turn around, it's like it's somebody not not Ados. Um, but we'll talk about that in a few clips. What I, what I want to talk about now is black women uh, flexing their muscles. And this is a throwback clip from show 38. And this is where Latasha Brown, the co-founder of Black Votes, Voters right. Matter, mm-hmm. Tiffany D. Cross, a political analyst, uh, Brittany uh, Packett, uh, Packnett, uh, Cunningham, an activist, uh, Alicia Garza, she was in it, uh, Sonny Halston, um, oh my. Angela Rye, oh, that's all and the Amanda ones. Seals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the good ones. <laughs> this is when they flexed their muscles and told the Democratic Party what it was going to be. Vice President Biden, you need us. You owe us. Black women are miracle workers. We have been saving the Democratic Party since 1965. 2020 is no different. Your only path to victory is through black women. The voters who need to turn out, we know how to mobilize them. Our votes must not be taken for granted. The following commitments will begin to show black voters that you are serious about us. America needs a black woman vice president. Candidates like Amy Klobuchar will not energize us. America needs a black woman Supreme Court justice. Remember Anita Hill? We do. America needs more in a comprehensive black agenda. The rules are rigged against our communities. Oh, nice how they slipped in Anita Hill. Of course, Joe, yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden presided over the Anita Hill-Clarence Thomas uh, hearings. And at the time came across as firm and smart. But you look at what was going on, man. It was douchey. Well, thing was no, douchey. And, and what I want people to clearly understand here is they pretty much told the Democrats, you give us this Black woman, yeah. or you won't, you won't, you, or you won't see us in November. And that's an automatic L. Right. But the only problem is they can't get black men to fall in line with them. So, I mean, and that's the, that's the, that's the <laughs> which, problem in a, in which a nutshell. by itself didn't sound like they were wanted in that uh, little clip. They, they don't, but see, that's their them. dirty little secret, right? Yeah. It's like, well, we turn out with ninety percent, you know. Uh, but it's you can't convince the people that we need, aka black men, to show up to the polls. Right? You showed up at eighty five percent for Hillary Clinton. I think eighty five, eighty nine percent. Oh, it was of the voting population, black female voting population, went to um, went Hillary. to um Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton still lost yeah <laughs> it doesn't matter as long as black men sit on their hands and say you know what until you come with those tangibles <laughs> until you come with those you know something this you know we can we can feel touch and see and smell we're, we're not going to vote it renders the um black woman vote useless now they could threaten the democrat i mean the democrats had to do what they had to do because it's 
if they pick uh, Amy Klobuchar or anybody that's a non-black female, that's an automatic loss. That's an automatic loss because I mean they would have just came out and destroyed Joe Biden. So I mean, don't don't get it twisted. Um, that uh, how much power this 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 uh, Democrat graphic has. But oh. it's not as much power as it could be. Well, it's not enough. It's not enough were, numbers. It, it's literally not enough numbers, but they're very powerful. It's not. But they don't seem to be able to. I guess the idea is you better bring your black man along. Or at least that's that, the point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the point. Right. And that's the that's the wink, wink, nod, nod. It's like, now we'll give you this. Right. Now you got to browbeat them into get, getting out um, and voting. And no sooner than when she was nominated, the browbeating began with a Dr. Noble on Karen Hunter's show about Biden's VP pick. Yeah, that just happened. You predicted it. Yes, you did. You get credit. You get credit, Dr. Noble. You get credit. Yes. Yes. I mean, this is recorded, right? Yes, it is. We have it. You said it. You said it. You said it was going to happen, and it's now happened. And I wonder how algorithmically can we help this ticket? Should we search? If we search Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and make that, you know, would that help? Yes, because let let me tell you what, the one thing you can be guaranteed is already happening is a flood of disinformation and misinformation is going to be moving and is already, I'm on um, different national task forces around disinformation in the political realm, um, COVID-19, around uh, a variety of, and black people are a major target for disinformation. So you can be guaranteed there's going to be a lot of information flowing about Biden and Kamala and they're um, th- that they are um, anti-black. That, um, you, that all of the kind of um, mass incarceration positions, um, law enforcement linking Kamala in every way to every kind of um, anti-Black Lives Matter message that you can imagine. That's going to be flooding the internet, and people need to be smart and understand like how racism gets weaponized. <laughs> Yeah, hey, sounded like all true <laughs> things to me. What's her name again? This woman who was speaking. This is uh, S- S- Safaya uh, Noble, Doctor Safaya Noble. She's a uh, professor at UCLA. Okay. Yeah, I just want to. I want to. Yeah, I want to put her in. Yeah, I got it. Want to put her in the show notes. But but yeah, you hear hear that? It's going right out the bat. It's you know. Maybe we could play the last twenty seconds of that clip just to go listen to her rundown. But you know, it's all that different information about you know their criminal justice records. Yeah, no, that's crazy talk. Here we go. And Kamala, and they're that they are anti-black. That all of the kind of. Mass incarceration positions, um, law enforcement linking Kamala in every way to every kind of um, anti Black Lives Matter message that you can imagine. That's going to be flooding the internet. And people need to be smart and understand like how racism gets weaponized. <laughs> what what is her? What people is her have to deal? be smart. But what is her deal? <laughs> what does she do that she's? Uh, that she's all jacked, that she predicted it, which means she's on the inside. What does she do, though? Yeah, uh, this is well, kind of weird. It's a big win. I told, You asked me on show, I think, number one or number two, mm-hmm. when I start bringing up this point about black women and their voting power and how they're going to be targeted. I mean, yep. we, we've been on this from the very beginning. And I said, ego. Yeah, you're right. It's ego. You're right. It's just all ego. 
You can't tell me that a black, quote unquote, black or whatever, however you want to say, I can't even say quote unquote, I don't know what she is, (laughs) but you can't tell me she's going to be more powerful than Obama that was actually in the, you know what I'm saying, in the main seat. If he couldn't get it done, we ended up wor- worse off than ever before after eight years of him. <laughs> right. I, I fear. <laughs> well, if, I fear what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, we must also realize that the general accepted knowledge of this VP nom- uh, pick, and they're not even the official uh, candidates yet. They still have their convention. Uh, is that tomorrow or next right. week's coming up? So I still have to actually get all the votes from the party. Uh, but it, it, what everyone out there is clearly saying is, well, you're really voting for the next president because Joe is pretty much going to keel over the minute it's all done if they win. Well, they had the 25th Amendment baked in. They've been well, pushing yeah, that they, for they, yeah, of course. Years, so now, now we know. Nothing, be, nothing <laughs> yeah. but easy to pivot to that. Yeah. yeah, we know how to use that. That's easy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that would be an easy pivot. And um, nobody would bat an eye if, you know, Joe got rolled out of here. Uh, <laughs> but the disinformation, even she said black people are the most... Uh, no, receive the most dif- disinformation. Now, if I understand it correctly, the majority of the media is liberal. Yep. So I'm just saying, but my math skills, if we're the most uh, uh, targeted for disinformation, that means the liberal media has to be doing a large portion of that uh, <laughs> uh, providing dis- you know, the, um, the, the bad information. Well, I mean, just you're, by math. You're I'm just trying doing, to talk I mean, sense. I know math is racist. Yeah, I know math is racist. I mean, no, I get it. No, but that's what the I, Russians are doing, man. They're the ones doing it on behalf of Donald Trump. Don't you see how it all fits together? Well, you know what? I dug and dug and dug, and I was able to surface me um bring some of that disinformation to the surface ah. in 18. Oh. What he proposes is no increase over what the Congress has already approved last year. In a nutshell, the president's plan doesn't include enough police officers to catch the violent thugs, not enough prosecutors to convict them, not enough judges to sentence them, and not enough prison cells to put them away for a long time. Uh-huh. That's why right now, six out of every ten criminals who are arrested on drug charges have their cases dropped. That's why we think the president should triple, triple the commitment that he's made tonight for police, prosecutors, and judges for our cities and our states. <laughs> uh, if you haven't There's heard the disinformation, <laughs> yeah, if you haven't heard the breakdown of this disinformation uh, about the '94 crime bill, what show was that, Mo? Do you remember what episode that was that we did that? Uh, I know, I know, it's called Black Don't Crack. Uh, so I'm not sure what I don't oh, remember okay. which number it was. No, I'll find it. But that was the title, Black Don't Crack. Uh but yeah, that's your dis this this information right out of the, uh Joe's mouth. <laughs> so um, I don't know how you go. <laughs> it what kill what kills me is this lady puts her Dr. Noble puts her credibility on a line. And this is going to show you that how sick uh a operation it is. The sound bites are out there. We live in the, you know saying, in the information age. People seeing links and clips, you know, embedded videos all the time. How, how is this diff- disinformation? Well, that's... But she'll put her... her- <laughs> it's not. Obviously, it's not disinformation. It's just a... Uh- no, but, but what makes a person like Dr. Noble put her... I'm just asking. Like, I'm trying to grab my... I don't understand it. If you come to me and say, hey, Mo, you know what I'm saying? I want you to, you know, uh, here's a big bag of cash. I want you to 
uh, talk good about Joe Biden. It's like, you know what? That bag of cash is not worth my integrity where I'll, it won't last me my lifetime. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, now if you're talking about a bag of cash that where I can go and, you know what I'm saying, Jamaica somewhere, ah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm messing around. But <laughs> no, I'm just saying, but what, I mean, you're going to be going to work tomorrow, Dr. Noble. Like, what did they offer you? But I know what it is. She wants that clout so she can say, you know, I have access to the president or vice president, you know, and that kind of thing. They're probably sorority sisters if I look deeper into it, which I didn't. Well, yes, the, um, the nepotism of political parties is is that that's really what makes it all work. Episode number uh, 30, no, 28, by the way, was Black Don't Crack. Okay. Tw- yeah, 28. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so uh, I have another piece of disinformation from... Oh, know, no. Uh, <laughs> More disinfo. Oh, gosh. And frankly, my staff went bananas. They were very concerned because we didn't know at the time whether I was going to have an opponent in my reelection race. But I said, look, I'm done. This is a serious issue, and I've got a little political capital, and I'm going to spend some of it. And this is what we did. We recognized... That in that initiative, as a prosecutor in law enforcement, I have a huge stick. The school district has got a carrot. Let's work in tandem around our collective objective and goal, which is to get those kids in school. So, to that end, on my letterhead, now let me tell you something about my letterhead. When you're the DA of a major city in this country, usually the job comes with a badge. And there is often an artistic rendering of said badge on your stationery. So I sent a letter out on my letterhead to every parent in the school district outlining the connection that was statistically proven between elementary school truancy, high school dropouts, who will become a victim of crime, and who will become a perpetrator of crime. We sent it out to everyone. A friend of mine actually called me and he said, Kamala, my wife got the letter. She freaked out. She brought all the kids into the living room, held up the letter, said, if you don't go to school, Kamala's going to put you and me in jail. Now, it's my understanding that she actually (laughs) did put some people in jail for that. Yes. For the truancy. But that's this that's this information. And like she said, I have some political capital, and this is what I was spending on locking poor poor moms and kids up. It's, seriously, that's what you spent your political capital on. Yeah. And, and I'm gonna say, I'm not saying there's not a correlation between kids not going to school and ending up, you know, in the in the uh, what do we call it, the prison the uh uh what is it called? The classroom, the prison pipeline, a school, the prison pipeline, or whatever they want to call it. Yeah, this, they, the, they, yeah. the numbers, the the numbers are there. What I'm saying is, she knows that these communities need intervention. Uh, there's good citizens in these communities that need protection, and she just she knows it because she's talking about it now. I'm not saying that she's wrong at this instant, but it's like she does a complete 180. To be self-serving to make you know make political you know for her political aspirations sounds like a, sounds like a real, about her. sounds like a real politician to me <laughs> right and that's they why they ser- that's why they serve us no purpose mm. because when it's all said and done we shouldn't follow politicians we should find politicians that uh, represent what we believe it's like right now we're looking for somebody to get behind. It's like, no, what you're supposed to do is elevate people up that share your same beliefs, yes. <laughs> and then you vote for them. Exactly.
exactly. That's how it works. But no, they're like, oh, we can. We got a brown woman over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'll love her. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll get in line behind her. Good to go. Um, <laughs> but but we've heard this uh, disinformation bit before. Because on uh, the show 18, I know we got a lot of throwbacks, but this is re- that's why I use the song Welcome Back, because we have two v- people revisiting us that we called them early on, right? With oh, Kamala yeah. and Kanye. You bet. You bet. We, we, um, we, we, were, we, we were ahead of the curve on this. And now it's like we're doubling back. So we have to, uh, the new listeners out there to fill them in, you know, on uh, what we were pointing out. You know, maybe what's that? Almost thirty shows ago, yeah. Because so, it comes from eighteen. Uh, this is uh Joy Ann Reed and uh, Shereen Mitchell. Shereen Mitchell, she's some kind of uh, uh computer whiz, algorithm whiz, or something to that effect. But she talks about the um attacks on the black voter. Because if we know, as we've seen, that the the one the ones who are the most uh, valuable to the Democratic Party is black women, we have identified at least five existing campaigns that are focused on getting black people to do only one thing: what, what, not, not vote for the Democrats. And can you name one of those five campaigns? I mean, we we put up from the report that you're saying that rep that this there's a conversation about reparations that has to do with it. There's a criminal justice cam, uh, uh, conversation. Yes. There's so an immigration. Go on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reparations, immigration, and um, and and uh, sorry, reparations, immigration, and anything that has to do with the criminal justice system. So the reason that the the targeting of Kamala around being um, a cop is important is because anything that's, that that hinges on criminal justice becomes a divisive issue. Very quickly, we're out of time, but how can people tell the difference between the real, genuine thing of Black Lives Matter and the ones that are just designed to make you not vote? How do you even tell? So it's, you can tell right away by the by the language that they use most of the time. But if if you see anyone who says basically tangibles or or <laughs> you, you're not getting our vote without us getting something back, mm-hmm. uh, you should start to pause and take a better look at what they're saying. Better look at those those accounts and seeing what they're saying. Oh, Mo, you're getting canceled. <laughs> you're getting canceled. <laughs> if you're asking for something for your vote, you say you got to be a Russian. That's you say you got to be a black bot. That's pretty. That was the black bots episode, wasn't that the black bots episode? I think it was. Yeah, that was yeah. A, that was the black. Yeah, that was the black bot episode. So, uh, and, and and to go to show you, um, I don't have a clip for this, but Mr. remember Mr. Diddy doing all the big talk. Uh, you know, if they don't come with something you no know, tangible, I'm gonna I mean, I'm gonna hold the hostage, the vote hostage. You remember that? And yeah, we, uh, we, briefly. We, we covered it. Yeah. Oh, he immediately came out and uh, endorsed uh, uh, Kamala Harris. Oh, of course. Well, he's he's a uh, boule man. It's boule. No, I'm just going to show you. I mean, they knew they that was all. They're getting hip to like, oh, we need to use the talking points, and even they had a. Uh, uh, DL Hewley on the View talking about reparations or whatever. It's like, okay, yeah. So when when are y'all gonna ask Kamala Harris about reparations? Then that's, that's what I want to know. Well, I mean, here, when, when, is, when is that here's, conversation? Here's something happen? that you you may or may not. I I damn. Gosh darn. I haven't clipped it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Black Lives Matter apparently organizer. You probably saw the clip. Uh, she's yelling at everybody. Uh, hey, if P- it's in Chicago. If people are uh, stealing from the Gucci store, that's okay because I understand they need foods for the families. And then she said, you need to see this as reparations. And I, to myself, thought that's some kind of really odd 
COINTEL Pro or something weird. There was a reason for that. It felt like, okay, and it was just that. She's articulate. Even through the mask, she's clear. I've never seen her before. I don't know who she was. Uh, but that to me was like <laughs> Still, what you, stealing his reparations. That's that, that's that's real nice. Isn't that good? That, that, isn't that good? Mm-hmm. Have you seen that clip? Have you seen what you know? What I'm no, talking I haven't about? seen that. I haven't no, seen. I haven't seen that one. It. That's this new to me. Yeah, it's, it's, but yeah, it just. But this is what they do. If you if you think for yourself, if you question anything, if you question uh, tangibles, reparations, uh, criminal justice, then you, then you're working for the Russians. Well, of course, and that's just Joy. That's Joy and Reed. Yeah. Oh uh, <laughs> well. We've heard her talk about we heard we heard Joe talk about criminal justice. We heard Kamala say she used her uh, political capital mm-hmm. uh, to lock up uh, mothers and children for truancy issues. Uh, well, let's listen to the uh, innocent man that was sent to prison by Kamala Harris's prosecutors. I never talked to no detective, no police officer, no DA, nobody. Just arrested and then charged. Arrested and charged. That's it. Was the first time you saw Kamala Harris in person the day that the verdict was issued? She showed up at the two most pivotal times in this first trial and me being convicted and me being sentenced. She wanted to be present for a celebration of a, of a conviction. That's what it felt like, a That's celebration? A celebration. That's what it felt like. The reactions I get when I tell people my story is they say it's, it's the worst nightmare. You know, it's the closest thing to dying. Jamal, I'm going to read you a, a quote real quick. The job of a progressive prosecutor is to look out for those overlooked, to speak up for those whose voices aren't being heard, to see and address the causes of crime, not just their consequences, and to shine a light on the inequality and an unfairness that lead to injustice. It is to recognize that not everyone needs punishment, that what many need, quite obviously, is help. Kamala Harris wrote that uh, in her book, The Truths We Hold. Uh, does that sound consistent with with the kind of with, with the brand of justice that you saw administered by offices that she was running, it definitely sounds like Kamala Harris right now as a senator. But at the time of her being the head district attorney of San Francisco, that is almost polar opposite of what I felt and what our community felt in San Francisco. Hmm. Where'd that come from? That clip. This is from the this is from the right wing right wing outlet called Vice. Oh. Um, <laughs> wow. So okay. this, yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm not more I'm saying I'm being facetious, tongue in cheek when I say that. Yeah. Because I've used j- clips from Jimmy Dore, <laughs> right? And Vice that that are attacking Kamala Harris. I mean, I mean, it's quite clear that nobody likes her on the left either, except for the except um, for Sean King. Though you didn't see it. Oh, he he jumped on the come out. I didn't see this. Oh my goodness! Well, he might lose his. He might he lose it. He might lose his Black Lives Matter card. Oh, hold on a second. I gotta sh- I gotta I gotta read this to you because, and maybe this was just a white Twitter thing. After all, it's Sean King. Uh, there was uh, this tweet going around. Hold on a second. Now, now I have to find it. Um, <laughs> and it showed his tweet about uh, Kamala Harris before. Let's see, uh-huh. Sean king and um and then after the announcement hold on a second maybe under photos here yes uh here it is <laughs> this is hilarious sean king on november 14th 2018 
I'll be frank and tell you two. I'll be frank and tell you two Democrats that I'm 99% sure I won't be supporting, primarily because of their dismal history on criminal justice reform over the courses of their entire careers, are Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. They both helped build and advance mass incarceration. Fast forward, uh, August 11th, 2020. That's it for me. I'm incredibly proud to see a brilliant black woman and HBCU grad chose chose <laughs> as a vice presidential nominee i've done political work my whole life it's rarely things dreams are made of kamala harris is the most progressive vp nominee in american history most progressive mm-hmm. that's sean king wow. <laughs> he might be but if, you, if you go back and listen to joanne reed she said what's the difference between the real mccoy uh black lives matter and these other, I mean, so they're all in. Of course. There you go. So that goes to show you that Black Lives Matter is willing to work with the police that they're trying to actually defund, or are they really trying to defund? I mean, like, what, what, is, this? what is this? Power. Like, did Just they go, power. Just power. Did they go way left to, you know, to bring it back to the center? I mean, you always do that in primary. <laughs> no. Like you go, you no. go way left. No. Fascism. It's what it is. This is, this is. Okay, it's easy to say this, but having grown up in Europe, and a lot of my uh-huh. friends, their grandparents had na- numbers tattooed on their arms from uh, concentration camps. And the, so the Dutch, of course, long time ago, I think now it may be harder to find somebody, but they were very clear. You know, the German, uh, the Hitler regime made the Germans a, a fear, just fear. They were fearful of everything. And all you had to do was point to a group, says those guys. And there was economic fear. There were all kinds of fears. And this is what's happening. Well, that, that sounds a lot like butt breaking because that's what they would do, bring the big, biggest male out in front of everybody and, and emasculate him or kill him, lynch him. And then it would still fear in everybody else. That was, that was the function of that uh, practice. Well, here's the thing that, uh, that really m- moved it forward. The Kristallnacht. And it was the night that they went out, they went out and and broke all the store windows and looted uh, mainly Jewish windows because, you know, it was uh, uh, diamonds and antiques and gold and, you know, nice things. And uh, I don't Gucci. know. Yeah, Gucci. Exactly. No, no, I'm saying, I mean, the compare, I mean, like, yeah, right. It's the same thing, right? I mean, the Gucci stores and mm-hmm. the Louis Vuitton store. I mean, yeah. I'm, I see you, George Soros. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Back at it again. <laughs> oh, George. One more trip around the merry-go-round. But, well, we were talking about backpedaling and, and uh, doing a 180 on their previous stance. We have Lori uh, Daniels favors here, and she says that uh, Kamala Harris is black and qualified. Apparently, yeah, her mother's Indian. Her father is Jamaican, so therefore she's not a black American to many people, but she black to me. Can't get a cab. Well, I don't... I'm sorry. If you... I need to understand. So, is this a virtue signal when you just grammatically go, <laughs> she black to me? Yeah. That's, that's like exactly you have to was. do the black voice that- and you say, she black to me. Come on. That's lame. This goes to show you, but to be honest, I'm glad you stopped that because I want to point out another thing. You picked up on one, but I want to point out another thing while we're here. This goes to show you how dated uh, Karen Hunter's talking points is. She said you can't catch a cab. 
That's nineteen nineties uh, New York talk. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> you can't catch a cab. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Back to the but proceed. Oh, sorry. No, no. You're right. You're right. I, and I, I didn't hear that. So right. Apparently, yeah. Her mother's Indian. Her father is Jamaican. So therefore, she's not a Black American to many people. But she black to me. Can't get a cab. Well, I don't. Even, nobody's taking a cab anymore. The cops can't tell the difference. So let me just uh, put that out there. Police officers right. can't tell whether or not your parents were formerly or your ancestors formerly enslaved. They can't tell. Or and, I, and let me just say, because Jamaica, oh, here. correct Come for on. the record, Jamaica was not a land of free black people. Oh, right? here I we just go. want to be clear. A lot of people seem to say, well, she traces her roots back to Jamaica, <laughs> not to slavery. Um, Pan-Africanism. The island of Jamaica was originally populated by indigenous people who were not Africans. The Africans who arrived in Jamaica from which uh, descended folks like Bob Marley, my mother, you know, these are people who were enslaved <laughs> Africans who were often on the same ship as those enslaved Africans who landed in South Carolina. They just oh, wait, wait, wait. at an earlier stop. Oh, you, you're saying that the ship from Africa dropped? Them Africans off different places, yeah. And then from South, from from the islands to South Carolina, where mm-hmm. most of us, wow, Larie, yeah. man, yeah, man. I, oh, know, so they're the same people, same people, same people just dropped off. Okay, well, that, that's just crazy. They just they went to the to the <laughs> island of Jamaica and they just dropped them off for a little pit stop. You know, it's no problem. Man. <laughs> That's insulting. This is that's what I'm talking real. about. That's this is this very is the pa- insulting. This is the pan Africanism. It's odd. Uh, there's no historical if, proof for this. If I were to say that there was no difference between the blacks in America or Ados and Jamaicans, Jamaicans would be highly offended. Like, of course, there's a difference in our Hell culture. Hell yeah, I've been. To J- we do A B C D. I have been to Jamaica yeah. 15 times. I've done a documentary. Nice. Oh, yes. The Holy Herb and I are kindred spirits. Uh, I've been to Tough Gong. I've been to Hope Road. I've, I've really, I've done a lot. I love Jamaican people. They're not the same as American blacks. Come on. It's completely different. Nobody they're has all, the they're same all Marcus, as American blacks. You go to Jamaica, you, you talk about, you know, their heroes. It's Marcus Garvey. That's their guy. Not Martin yeah. Luther King. Mar- Marcus right. Garvey. That's their guy. And, and you know, and they you know we suppress Marcus Garvey and Malcolm X here, so that's a no go. But it's just that they want to merge us all together. Now I get what she said. I kind of understand. Well, let me say this: the narrative that we all came in slave ships is BS in the first place. But I'll I'll, I'll park that for a later date. Please um, do, but, please do. This I, yeah. <laughs> I, I look forward to that next put, show. Put a put a put a, put a, a, put a, a mar- <laughs> put a marker in that one. All right. Uh, now it's gonna take me about three or four weeks to put that one together because that that that's gonna blow a lot of people tops off. But uh, I would say this: that the narrative that oh yeah, we just made one stop and then came and made another stop and dropped some more black people off there, and they're all the same. <laughs> you don't un- that so goes to show you they don't <laughs> they don't understand the argument of the lineage of ADOS. What no. we're saying is America, yes. America, the nation, owes the black people that was held under slavery in this country. We have a specific claim. Now, we're not saying if we're successful in uh, 
achieving our goals that we wouldn't hand off our blueprint to the Jamaicans and the Haitians and all other groups to you're saying be um repaired by their the nations that held them captive and by the know, way the ha- the Haitians are the only enslaved people who did actually rebel against their uh captors France and and they and it's still messed up there Right, I'm just saying though, but to lump us all together and then say, "Oh yeah, we're all black." I mean, that's what they're doing here. It's like, yep. hold on, hold on. Well, it, that, well, that, this it, is clearly it's clearly they they must believe that if you have uh, a a darker skin color, it's automatic racism across the board from everybody, from the cab to the cops to the to the cake baker. No, because. I'm going to say no to that, and I'm going to prove it, and not the next clip, but the following okay. clip. All right. Uh, but they are just making excuses and trying to throw anything against the wall that sticks, because this is one of your favorite clips. It's a throwback clip yeah. uh, of Miss Lurie uh, Daniel Favors, and she goes on her rant about who she's going to vote for or not vote for. Bloomberg is responsible not just for stop and frisk, furthering it, systematizing it, glorifying it, defending it up until last year when he decided he was going to run. But he was surrounded by intellectuals, black activists, activists of color uh, across the entire spectrum who outlined for him the problems. New York City um, uh, Lawyers Association, NYCLU, the data, the statistics. He had facts. He had information. And he was committed to a racist policy that jailed black people. People, arrested black people, stop and frisk black people. I had 32 students, Bushwick 32, 32 students who were on their way to a funeral, had permission from their principals, had letters from their parents, accosted by the cops, held for 36 hours, had to go to trial, had to get in. My husband is beat up in court by court officers at their defense trial because the way in which police and court officers were militarized against black and brown communities. And you expect us to just eat that he's got money so he's going to be the best candidate. Gentrification. Bedford-Stuyvesant, Crown Heights, Eastern York, Flatbush, Harlem, the Bronx. Black people driven out of this city under policies that favored wealthy white people and developers. We cannot even sustain our communities right now. Education. He undermined the ability for us to have culturally competent education. You want me to say, because he can beat Trump? So Trump, gonna he's going to do what he do. Bloomberg going to do what he do. And yeah, he might win. But guess what? All y'all getting arrested. All y'all getting stopped in prison. He implements the same policies across the country that he further and supported in the state of New York. Give me a break. We can do better than this. And I'm sorry I got to agree with Meghan McCain, but now I'm upset. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to add that. Was, mm. If he's the nominee, are you going to vote for him? I don't think he should be the nominee. If he's the nominee, because that's a strong possibility. If he's the nominee, knowing and having said everything that I just said, because I'm aware about how the politics and the system in this country works, yes, I will have to vote for him. <laughs> That's, that is the best <laughs> clip, and I and this is of course not the first time I've heard it. I think I recognize where she's from. I, had, I it was bothering me for so long. I know where I've heard her before during the Obama years. Let's just listen again. Um, okay, hold on a second. Bloomberg yeah, is respond, but he was surrounded by intellectuals, black she's activists. She's got to get angry when she gets angry. Of color, is when I recognize across her. the entire spectrum who. 
outlines. He had information. And he was committed to a racist policy that jailed black people, arrested black people, stop and frisk black people. I had 32 students. Bushwick, there. 32. 32 students who were on yes, their way to a funeral. It's her, Mo. Constant- it's the Obama phone lady. I'm telling you, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes to show you, it doesn't matter who she. Now she blamed Mark Bloomberg for her husband. Everything, being everything. Un, but I, for beat I, your but husband, I, your own husband. Yeah, but I will vote for him. Come on, but you can't even. You no, that goes to show you how sick in the head she is. Because you're from New York, which is a blue state, mm. which is a blue state. Yeah, by by a far margin, right? Mm-hmm. You know what you know. I, if I was in a closer race, I would vote for him. But the fact that my husband was assaulted under his uh Yeah, I can't uh, I can't bring policies, myself to do it. I can't do it. He whipped no. your husband in ass, I'm still voting for him. That goes to show you how little respect <laughs> how little respect she actually has for black men. Especially your own husband. Your it's own husband. Insane. Yeah. So you think they're not gonna vote for a so called black woman? Uh brown woman i mean come on knock i mean come on this is going to start some strife within uh black american families start i'm sorry Sorry. let me me let y'all in on something here i thought about this for a long time about this about this show in general we are a war report show but people don't realize (laughs) oh yeah front line of course there's three wars raging right now there's a gender war there's a race war and then there's a generational war. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, every one of our topics <laughs> cover this war. And this we're, now we're just seeing this is the gender war. This is the gender war. It's just now this is a microcosm inside of black people, but it's overall America's well, agenda war. No, no, hello. As, and, and, as we've learned, we always start. Let the black man go first and then we'll do it to everybody else if it works. You know, and this this is this is not a cynical joke. This is just the fact. Right. And then that's what the policy, like you were saying before, is that the plan is if enough black women can get behind a candidate and then they uh, whatever tactics they have to use to browbeat the black man into the voting booth. Right. That's that's their game. That's that's their game. Um, Now, racial war, that could be black against white. That could be uh, so-called black ADOS against uh, non ADOS. Uh, these, I mean, all these things are raging, and this, you know, you're, you're very astute with your uh, observation. But it, you know, um, this thing has been raging for a while now. It's just that it hasn't bubbled up. But now, when we get into presidential and vice presidential politics, we're going to start seeing it's going to ratchet up. <laughs> right, black men are going to say no. We, we don't want to do this. Uh, another war. I mean, to show the race war is. Uh, this is a clip from Kamala Harris. Um, no, this is a clip, excuse me, from the guy over uh, TD Hip Hop Media, which he does great work uh, on YouTube. He's going to explain to you a portion of the race war. Kamala Harris and Joy Reid are the worst kind of black people. They are the <laughs> worst kind because though they wear the same uniform as you, they are not on the same team as you. And the reason that they are so easily co-optable is because their family lineage is not rooted in the plantations of American slavery. Kamala Harris is a biracial woman whose mother is Indian and her father is Jamaican. And if I'm not mistaken, Joy Reid's father is from the Congo and her mother is from Guyana. And before you want to jump to the conclusion and say, oh, you hate immigrants 
immigrants and you think black Americans are so much better than black immigrants. No, no, no. I'm Haitian. Now, I was born and raised in Chicago, but both of my parents are from Haiti, which makes me first gen born in the United States. So that's what qualifies me to be able to tell the truth and say a good deal of black immigrants, including their first gen children like myself, do believe that they are better than black Americans and see themselves as something different from black Americans whose lineage comes out of the plantations of American slavery. This is why they are so easily co-optable, becoming useful tools for the system of racism, white supremacy. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's coming from a Haitian American. Wow. That's good. I like that. So that's what I'm saying. That that's why I'm talking about the race war. I mean, it's 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 like a it's in uh enter the the, you're saying the so-called black community uh and then there's an external but uh just to give you some points of what he said it's funny that joe biden names haitian american karen andrew andre as his uh florida uh, senior advisor and then he also hires a haitian political advisor kareen john paul um john pierre where where are all the ados Women, I mean, let alone, let alone. Very, no, no, very, very few. The only one who, or one of the few who qualified was Stacey Abrams. Go away. And then the other one, but but she's been kicked to the back, uh, um, Simone Sanders. Oh, really? No, because she jumped ship. She jumped ship from uh, Bernie over to uh, Biden. Right, right. And, And so now? But she's been marginalized. Right. She's been. You, you don't see it. That's why I said you. You, you come no, to you're right. No, I'm just saying, you, could, living. <laughs> you couldn't get her. You couldn't get her off television when she was uh, running uh, uh, Bernie's campaign. I've only. You're right. I've only seen her once or twice. I think. Uh, with this Biden. is like this is a very concerted effort to go non ADOS. It has to be because there's no way in the world. That's all I'm seeing. That Jeff. you can hire that many black people, <laughs> so called black people, and none of them are ADOS. Well, so what this, is going on? Right. Here? So this gets back to my my point, my original question at the I, beginning I, yeah, of the show. Exactly. Now you can. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So my question is, how does this go over, man? How how does it? it what does your wife think? I'm just. I, I need. You know. Here's what I'm missing. Now I'm missing Ados women's voice, which we just. You know. So it doesn't have to be your wife, but you hear stuff. Yeah. I just don't see well, uh, that many. If you believe in symbolism. Solely symbolism, mm-hmm. and you can you can you can thread that needle where she is from Jamaica, and Jamaica did have people come there from Africa, and you know by you know by that uh, correlation, then you know we can graft her in. But a lot of politically savvy people that pay attention actually to politics, they're like, we played this game before. Well, and yes. it didn't turn out very well for us. Well, but that depends on how you look at it. What just struck me is one of the first things we talked about early in this series of the show uh, was about whiteness and how in Europe, whiteness was really, uh, which is the true white supremacy, was right. just... It, it is, it is bloodlines at a certain point they need to bring in more quote unquote white people to uh to support to have political support and then it's just like yeah you're from there you're white you're white and they they didn't even mean it and as we discussed previously is some women even of higher standing they looked to uh what was the word um swarthy they looked to swarthy yes, so they yes. wore the uh, the the white makeup this is in a way, the 
black version of that. We have we we want to hijack everything, but it's not a good hijack, obviously. Maybe that's what they're no, trying. No. Let's bring everybody in and all the people we want in for political support, we'll just call them all black. Isn't that kind of what's yeah, happening? That's, that's, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's the goal. But, see, and, and, but it's the same tactic. It's the same damn tactic. Yeah. And, and what's even more sinister is they're bringing, and like, let, me, let me point something out before I say, go any further. There's a lot of uh, Caribbean Americans, Haitians, Jamaicans, they're our allies, as this sure. person was from TD, on TD Hip Hop Media. For him to come forward and say, I'm sure he caught a lot of grief from, you know, from, you know, people in his family. But the truth is the truth. Uh, why would you stand in the way when you saw it with Joy Reid? If they're asking for tangibles, <laughs> the trouble. Yeah. Like, uh, and, you know, and then you come, you're saying, Lord, you're saying, Lori Daniels, the same. I mean, it's the same thing. All these people, you know, they don't want to have black people question anything. It's just like, just shut up and go vote. Be activated. Uh, and, and they even said that they didn't use the word activate, but in their pitch of Joe Biden, you need us. It was like yeah. the voters you're trying yeah. to re- reach. We can go activate. I'll use my word, but that's this. You know, they use a synonym for it. We can motivate. They think they use, but I, I like to use the term activate because there is no motivation. It's just turn you on, go vote and turn you off for three years and then uh, rinse and repeat. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of good people. No, 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 no. You, yeah. you, no, you vote. And then we'll do a study about something for you and then rinse and repeat after three years. Oh, well, you know, you can't even do the study. That's why they did the study before. <laughs> you said just to say, you know, that it's like, no, we'll, we'll have that next time around. But <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. It's coming soon. Don't worry. Yeah. Kamala's going to do it. Yeah. So it is what it is. But I'm just pointing out that there are allies. But at the same time, I will say this. There's a sentiment. Uh, amongst uh, Adolf's people, not all, that America only in, uh, integrates, I think that's the right word, uh, yeah, integrates um, safe black people, so-called black people. And there's a reason for that. Our numbers are dwindling. Mm. Our numbers are um, Adolf's Americans? Because if you think about it, just do the math. <laughs> if you're in you say uh through immigration you bring all these black people in but the percentage stays at 13% and we're talking about we heard Malcolm X use this number 13%. Right. What's happening to the ADOS numbers? It's shrinking. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And when you factor in inter, uh, um uh multiracial people those kind of things. I'm not like I said I'm not saying this again. anything what I'm saying is they're bringing in people to replace. <laughs> so nobody doesn't look around one day and say, hey, where all the black people go? That so is, now it's just going go look at Wikipedia, the great replacement. <laughs> that is exactly what the European strategy has been. And that's the Kalergi plan. It's a, yes. it's, it's real. I'll, <laughs> you can really read it. I'll put it in the show notes. No, but what I'm saying is if we were just to dwindle away, I mean, because we had what we keep head with, we're headed in the direction where we're headed. We're eventually going to be, you know, down to like three, four percent, you know. And then somebody's going to look up, like, you know, why? I'm just seeing a black person in two weeks, that kind of thing. So it's like <laughs> we got to keep integrating, so you don't realize that that you're gone. Black people actually disappearing. <laughs> this is a real phenomenon. But I mean, that's that's the reason why. But like I said, we have allies in all groups. 
uh, even some on this show. Some, you know, I don't, I don't play that. I, the one thing I don't participate is in these wars. I won't participate in the gender war. No, I won't participate in the in the race war or the generational war. I mean, we hear boomer, millennial, you know, women, men, like those kind of things. It's factions, and that's why I went to use the term black ink because. Mm-hmm. This is black ink at work. (laughs) It's that we will manipulate black people through disinformation to do the bidding of powerful white people. And it is what it just is what it is. That's what it is. Uh, So going back to um, Karen Hunter, and it's a second clip from the uh, Kamala Harris is black and qualified. uh, Karen uh, Karen Hunter chimes in. So I'm going to say this. An Indian woman from a country that values whiteness, from a country that has a caste system that categorizes people based on their proximity to whiteness, to marry a black man tells you all you need to know. I mean, like, this is a a point of shame, and and you can ask people in the Indian, you know, watch Indian Matchmaker. The lighter you are, the more valuable you are. For her to marry a, not just a black man, a black man from Jamaica, tells me where she lies in this, you know, this space of race, you know, that was not a choice that I'm sure was met with a lot of yay and partying and ooh, this is great. You're bringing home a black man. Yippee. No, nowhere in the world did that probably land properly, which also probably tells me that her mom might have been in a caste that was not well valued in India. Mm. I'm just going to just drop that and we'll just move on. <laughs> wow. So now she's even trying to say her mother is possibly black because <laughs> she comes from a lower caste system yep that's uh and that's where the black that's where brown becomes black right that's what that's the grafting in but there's only one problem there's only one problem with their argument and that's the next clip <laughs> right no way no impossible. Way. impossible to make a racist okay well dinesh D'Souza. what is it D'Souza. dinesh D'Souza. yeah who Akash has coined as the Indian Candace Owens. Yeah. Okay. Word. Yeah. yeah. So we have to clarify wow. it. He had a fire wow. argument, right? Cool. He traced the lineage of Kamala's family, her heritage. So she's both Jamaican and Indian. Yes. Okay. He traced the Jamaican legacy, obviously back to Jamaica, but specifically she's a descendant of this dude named Hamilton Brown, who was the largest slave owner in all of Jamaica. Yep. Apparently has a town named after him in Jamaica. Oh shit. Wow. He got a statue, we gotta take that bitch down. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm just saying this is very oh, interesting. Man, and then wait a minute, it doesn't fun. stop there. I saw another thing. I saw another thing real quick. And then her mother's side, they're Brahmins. Oh yeah, Brahmin is the highest caste. The highest caste. And for thousands of years, Akash, they um exploited millions of low caste untouchables, did they not? They did. Trump thinks that this isn't gonna work for his audience. Oh, <laughs> oh I shit. think this is gonna steal the votes. Oh, shit. I think Trump's people are gonna like, yeah, you talk about it. This bitch bees about it, bro. <laughs> the best part, it was actually her father. Who wrote mm-hmm. an, uh, an, uh, an op-ed in the Jamaica Observer, I think, about the, uh, uh, the slave-owning roots of the family. Yeah. That's the best and, part. And, and, <laughs> and this goes back to our last convert. No, it was the one about, uh, I think it was 
the when we did the Marxist mm-hmm. and um, they yeah and they were talking about how a lot of these uh, women have daddy issues. Yeah. Well, so there's her, your there's your Kamala daddy issue right there, front yeah, and center. Yeah, because we always look at that. I mean, that's just a well. He also we he always also, look at the parents issue. He also left uh, the family when she was young, I believe. That, that's that's the point I'm making. So I mean, there's some so kind that, of animosity in, there. In that toward, regard, no, in that regard, she's totally black. If you look at it from the outside <laughs> Democrat perspective, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Well, how would they? Look for him to get the uh Barry uh the Barack Obama senior treatment. Oh yeah. Oh totally. Forward. Oh yes. Does she have any siblings? We have to keep our we have to keep our eye out for that because <laughs> we saw in uh forty four that was great how the media just shredded uh Barack Obama senior. Yeah, we we just don't uh, want to know who you are. Go away. And even he kind of shined his dad. But then then on top of that, for Karen Hunter to be so inadequately informed about somebody that you go on your platform to talk about to millions of people, you make the assumption, and this is after, this is when she'd been elected. Uh, I mean, not elected, but selected to be vice president. You come out and say her mom might have been part of the lower class. Her mom was at the highest class. Her mom, <laughs> the same people that you were saying that her mom would have to answer to for marrying a black man. <laughs> That's, That's who her mom is from. Yep. These people don't do any homework, and she's the main one that gets on 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 air and talk about, yeah, you need real journalism. You need to have facts and blah 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 blah. And then you get out here and blow smoke out your tail <laughs> about Kamala Harris, and you know, saying her being from the lower, you know what I'm saying caste system. Kamala Harris, like I said, that she is the worst possible <laughs> uh, VP candidate. That he could pick. And that's why I mean, it, it has to could... be has to be a losing pick unless they are really delusional, which is possible. It's got to be to make them lose. I can't see it any other way. I mean, they are raising a ton of money. Sure. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm looking at. Let's just put put, put my democratic uh, uh, strategist hat on for a second. I'm looking at these two losers, and I'm saying, this is who we got to go up with. <sighs> Yes. Nah, let's wait four more years. <laughs> let's keep our uh, powder dry on our good candidates. Well, you know, go four more years and then we'll and then we'll do what we did with Bush. I, I think this this is mirroring. Yeah. I, uh, 2012 all over. This is all 2012 all over again on Trump's side. He's playing the uh, the moral card and the Christian card and the abortion card via Kanye mm-hmm. like Bush did. Mm-hmm. And it, it resonated with black people. I, I was I was there mm-hmm. um, because when I would I would talk to people, you know, I was I wasn't voting. I did vote in 2012. That's the only election I voted in, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I was all anti Bush. I mean, I because I, I can relate to the kids now how they mm-hmm. can be anti Trump, right? Sure. I mean, you hear he's he's Satan or whatever. Yeah, sure, <laughs> those of kind of things. Sure. Like, okay, uh, yeah. Bush got a I, lot I, of I that. It. He got a lot of that Satan but, stuff. But when you talk to when I would talk to older people, black people. They were like, I, I got to vote my God. Oh, and right, I think that right. that's a real sin. I think that's a big Trump's deal. tapped in it. That's a big and deal. then the Democrats are looking like, we got this kid Obama, but he's not ready yet to come up to the majors, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he needs to play triple A ball for a little longer. Uh, let's just throw Kamala and and uh, Bernie, I mean, uh, Joe Biden out there. I mean, if it works, it works. But if it doesn't, then it's like, eh. 
you I know, think, I think part of they did with the part of the strategy right. or what is what is definitely happening is um, it's all the down ballot. So now it's about the Senate. It's about uh, getting, you know, uh, four or five seats in the Senate. There's Michael Bloomberg money. She had to be approved. So Bernie, it couldn't be Bernie because Bloomberg wouldn't come in with his hundreds of millions of dollars, which he promised. He promised he would do it. And, and I'm sure that I'm sure he's good for it. I'm sure he's all in. And so that we're not seeing a lot of those races except for, ah, that lady who won. She's QAnon crazy. Otherwise, you're not really hearing about those uh, those races, which um, are incredibly important. This is if if Trump wants to be truly effective, he needs uh, definitely to, to hold on to the Senate and preferably to to, to uh, get some ground back in the House of Representatives. Uh, otherwise, but, all he'll but, have is executive order. But lower black turnout means you lose those races. I mean, you oh, of course, about of it. course, I mean, of course. So, so why would you put Kamala? I don't understand. I mean, you brought up Bloomberg, but uh, Stacey Abrams. No, I see Bloomberg's what you're saying. Girl. Yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, until she wasn't. Until she wasn't. Well, maybe, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what she fell out with. You know what? No, no, Mo. You know what? I may be wrong. Bloomberg may have been, uh, may have stepped back. Some other group may have stepped in. There's certainly a lot of other people hovering around. No, well, Sor- Soros is, uh, um, um, he's involved. He's very backing. He's backing. No, he, he put up, I think she's one of the original Soros sisters. Cause uh, you remember, Stacey. you gotta, you yes, gotta look Stacey. at the connection. Yeah, but I wasn't Not talking. Stacey. I'm talking about. Um, I'm talking about uh, Kamala Harris. She's uh, one of Soros, the original yeah, Soros. Yeah, sisters. she's one of the Soros. Because remember, she backed Kim Fox and yep, all, yeah, yep, that that yep. whole um, legal uh, witch coven they have going there. Um, <laughs> well, there, and I well, say that with all seriousness. Okay, stop. Great, you're absolutely right. Now we know a lot of the Black Lives Matter funding, certainly for uh, certain uh, certain groups, is coming from Open Society. Uh, they are mm-hmm. leading in this, and it would only make sense for the delusional uh, 80, 85 year old to say, hey, I want her. I want her. Maybe it, maybe it was his choice. Hey, you want Black Lives Matter to continue? You want me to continue funding this? I need Kamala. It may have been George against uh, I, Michael. I, 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 you know what? I think that's highly likely because when it boils down to it, when I'm just looking at between Kamala and Stacey Abrams, Stacey Abrams is liked. She has the appearance. She has the look. I mean, when we, when we talk about these things in politics, you know, she has that look, that feel of a real black woman. Yeah. Uh, and Kamala Harris has the feel of, you know, um, the pretty light skinned girl. And that that's, I mean, I know that's super superficial. No, that, well, <laughs> oh, this, but, that's what uh, we do here. We talk about that shit. Right. Well, right. Because I mean, it matters. I mean, it matters at the end of the day. Cause like, I, you know what? I, Cause some people say, you know what? It's just something about, I don't like about her. You know what I'm saying? They won't yeah. verbalize it, but it's, it's a real feeling. Okay. So last point on this for me. So not only do we have, uh, George, her being a, a, a George Soros favorite as a, a uh, Soros sister district attorney, we financed her campaign, but uh, she is also a favorite of Silicon Valley for a number of reasons. I would say when she is talking to uh, the uh, the political audience, she's probably I 
come from people. Uh, but when she's over there in Silicon Valley, I have a feeling she might sometimes slip into a little bit of this with the, with the, with all the CEOs in Silicon Valley is an Indian cabal, probably from her caste. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a quite valid point. And we know, uh, Silicon Valley is making a huge power play with the COVID. And with all, everything. I mean, and, and, with everything. Yeah. I mean, everything. yeah with, definitely with the COVID. I mean, with, uh, Bill Gates and all. So I mean I wouldn't put that I wouldn't put that behind her at all. And I would also put her on Team Obama. Yeah. They were quite friendly when you know, I mean, I think she was billed as the female Obama. Of so course, yeah, definitely. I, I, we definitely have to keep an eye on uh, how all this plays out. Uh so I think we left off with um with uh Kamala's roots. Yep. So that's gonna be a problem. You you're gonna you're gonna give Trump that ammo against Biden in a debate? Well, if wow, if, like if, that. Who what debate? I haven't seen a debate yet. We'll see. If get my a popcorn ready. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm ready for if it. If he ducks that debate, then it, it's, it looks even worse on uh, uh, Joe Biden because now you you talk did the tough talk. It's like when you call somebody out and then you don't show up at, at behind the gym. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's gonna look <laughs> <That's>, even. <laughs> well, you know, it could be a, a horrible thing that Joe just couldn't make it, and Kamala will step in. You know, that would be funny too. Nah, it ain't, ain't gonna work. <laughs> There's not. Gonna, <laughs> not gonna I, work. I just, I just don't see a debate coming at all. They can't do it. I don't see. No, I they can't. But I'm just saying they, they'll lose a lot of votes in those uh, still the rest rest belt states. Oh, because like, yeah. you call somebody out and you don't show they up. Don't show up. Look, yep, you pussy. That makes Joe look real bad um, to to that um, the demographic he's trying demographic he's trying to target there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you sent me a clip. Uh, on the nineteenth, uh, the the nineteenth, uh, the rep. Um, yes, the, the ninth. Yes, this is uh, this is yeah. Okay, yes. You want me? This to- is Aaron Haynes, but no. But hold on, we have to. We've heard from Aaron Haynes before. I thought I recognized her. And when you sent me the clip, I was like, "Oh, this goes all the way back to show number two, claiming seats at the table." So, ladies, I'm going to open up this conversation. Uh, It was probably about nine months ago that the country learned what the rest of us have long known, right? What we have been living, uh, frankly, and that is that, you know, black women are really the center, uh, the backbone of of democratic politics and the party's most loyal and and really (laughs) consistent voting bloc, right? But that wasn't just true last December. Uh, You know, black women were, frankly, part of, you know, what we like to call the resistance, uh, you know, in 2016, uh, showing up at the polls overwhelmingly, uh, you know, vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know, black women were there in 2008 and 2012 when over 90% of us, you know, voted for Barack Obama. Uh, you know, voting really for us has been a form of resistance, you know, for a really long time. Uh, and I think that that's something that, that the rest of the country has, has woken up to and, and the moment that we now find ourselves in. <laughs> yes, I, I, I want to play that. So she's been laying this thing out, you know, saying, oh, for over a year. I mean, this was show number two. And was that from uh, the, was is, that was that from the nineteenth? Was that already the 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 outfit she was? No, that was for? that was the that was the summit that she had with the guy that says uh, we're taking down Jesus and MLK and uh, I think it was JFK or uh, yeah, MLK and JFK right, and putting right, up right, Beyonce right. and and no you know the 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 female trio. Mm-hmm. So that was from that summit. 
Uh, so, like I said, this is show number two. So we've right. been on top of her all the time, and I didn't realize she had that much clout. Oh, you have no idea. You have no idea what kind I, of clout. I, she's I got. did not. I did <laughs> not because for her, when you sent me that clip, I'm like, wow, she got the first sit down interview with uh, Kamala Harris. That's pretty big news. Yep. Yeah. You want me to give you some background, or do you want to go to the next clip first? We can go right into number twenty eight. You know, we've talked about about the dual pandemics of, of yeah. uh, coronavirus and, and systemic racism uh, that, that have been roiling us for several months now. I mean, it felt like the criteria changed so much for those of us on the outside looking in, kind of in terms of what Joe Biden might need as a campaigning and a governing partner uh, should he win in November. I wonder if that that changed uh, what you thought that the case was for what you uh, potentially brought to this ticket in this administration. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, the Biden-Harris agenda is is a shared agenda. For example, um, one of the he Joe had a, a whole plan that was, you know, his Build Back Better plan about the economy, but it includes understanding the connection between the creation of jobs and also bringing dignity and support to working families, right? And so, for example, um, one of the parts of, of of the Build Back Better plan is to bring health care and home health care to seniors and and to people who need it and then but also make sure that caregivers are are being paid a livable and a, and, a, and a righteous wage and getting all the benefits um, in terms of workers benefits so in in that plan he adopted the domestic um, workers bill of rights which is something i've been working on for a couple of years and when we talk about domestic workers be clear we are talking about predominantly women of color Hey. So when I heard this, I was like, okay. When she said Joe Biden's plan, I was waiting to hear <laughs> lift every voice. <laughs> you no. talk to a black woman no, you got about how we're going to help black people. That goes to show you lift every voice was bull crap because she didn't even reference it when you talk to a black woman about what's going to benefit other black women. No mention of lift every voice. Now, one step further, Kamala had the lift act. Yes. Joe Biden that, has the lift every voice. That's right. I remember plan. the lift act. Yep. How long have they been in cahoots uh, of For wanting to plan? I mean, because I think he may have, I think this negotiation was done a sealed deal uh, when she dropped out. Oh, I. It, she probably, she, no, I, uh, I would say it was before she dropped out. I would say when she dropped out, I mean, just from I'm not disagreeing with you, but I would say at least when she dropped out because she says, Joe, well, you know, Joe. I could continue on to South Carolina on fumes and you won't win crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Because maybe. If, if that brown woman goes to South Carolina, <laughs> she takes a lot of votes away from not 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 uh, uh, um, Bernie Sanders, but Joe Biden. Yes. So Joe's like, "What do you want?" I'm I'm, I'm doing nothing but speculation here. I'm I'm just saying how the conversation I see it going. She's like, "Well, Joe, you know, if I make it to South Carolina, I'm going to be a problem for you." Yeah. And he's like, "You know what?" You might be right. 
And then she gives the lift act to him. It becomes a lift every voice. Cause me and you, you even talked about like some of the, the housing practices. It talks about all Americans oh, and yeah. not specifically black oh, yeah. Americans. They had to say, they had the same verbiage, but. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this is just weird. She had the lift act and he had the lift every voice act. But not neither one of those were mentioned. <laughs> we were talking about what's going to help black people. It's the build back better, uh, whatever, the build back build, better build plan. Back I'm better. like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the crap is. But when he talked to Charlemagne, he didn't mention that. He mentioned the trigger, <laughs> yes. the lift every voice, which is the is the Negro national anthem, basically yeah. uh, hijack the the title from that. Right. Well, that's what so you do. I'm, I'm just. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's how so you I'm do just it. saying there's <laughs> a lot of power going on with this demo, this newly formed demographic. And we have to start looking at black women as their own demographic. They're not lumped in with black men anymore. They made it quite clear. As you heard, none of nobody's mentioned anything for black men. They didn't say, well, can you give us a black vice president? I mean, because um, none of that. I mean, nothing. It's all women, women, women. So. Uh, but this is nothing new. <laughs> right. Um, so just about this, what I found uh, surprising is that uh, I was switching around yesterday doing my typical research prep and all of a sudden exclusive first interview with the uh, vice presidential pick uh, Kamala Harris live. And I switch and MSNBC switches to a to the Zoom call webcast <laughs> coming from the 19th. They ran it uninterrupted for a half hour. During the you know, regular, actually kind of uh, getting on the primetime afternoon slot, they ran it for a half hour. It was not their people. It was not their quality. It was it was crappy. And they got the premiere. They got the what? So I had to go look. What is this 19th? Well, the 19th is C- a CCC. It, it, yes, <laughs> I'm doing the, the, the curry cash Cur- check. Curry cash check. So I... Now they are a newly formed uh, nonprofit, five hundred one c three, in twenty nineteen. So they don't actually have to report their numbers until October, uh, but they do have some information on their on their uh, website. Uh, we're so grateful for our growing community. The nineteenth, thanks to our growing member community, included, and they have a whole bunch of uh, donation. They have levels of donations. They have. Um, Actually, the lowest level they have is $999. And they, they actually do credits for everybody. I like that. But then you go up, and I'm like, oh, here's 25000 to, to 100000 There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, eight nine names. 100000 to 250000 There's another 10 names there, including the Knight Foundation. Then you go up to... Um, 250000 to a million. We've got uh, Arnold Ventures and Craig Newmark. That's uh, Craigslist, uh, Ford Foundation, Pivotal Ventures, and then a thousand, a million dollars. <laughs> no, it gets better. A million dollars or more. We have three. So that's a million dollars or more in a year to this uh-huh. outfit, the 19th. Reproductive equity, which I haven't looked into. Um, oh, and no, I'm sorry. This is why I haven't looked at it. It's the Rockefeller Philanthropy Advisors Collaborative. And top of the list, um, Quadrivium and Unite America. Uh, So you actually have to go to Unite America, uh, to Quadrivium first. Uh, Quadrivium, which is kind of a kooky liberal arts type name. I kind of like it, but it's like you have the the trivium and the quadrivium, and it's it's for, for... 
I don't know. It must, it must be for intellectuals. Now, this is pretty much a two-man outfit, or one man, one woman. Uh, and this is James and Catherine Murdoch of the Murdoch family, of the Fox News of, of family. Fox Murdoch? But wow. no, it's not it's not the Fox. This is James, you might have read uh last week, left the Fox uh, board saying he was not uh, on it, this is the anti this is the Trump hating Murdoch. And so they oh, okay, so okay. they've put their money in and you just have to understand that it, this is really Catherine driving it, the wife she served as director of strategy and communications for the Clinton Climate Initiative from 2006 to 2011. Then she was visiting fellow at Oxford University, director of resource, whatever that is. She convened scientists, academics, investment professionals, entrepreneurs to promote judicious uses of natural resources. And then came Quadrivium, Quad, Quadrivium. And they also have, and this is, I just emailed you this link. Unite America, which uh, now this is Unite America, is supported by a diverse staff and leadership team committed to bringing real change to our politics. Can you click on that link I sent you just so you can see the picture of the team? Yeah. And tell me what I you see. see. Top, it's the top of the page. Yeah, I see it. Uh, one black guy yes, in the mountains in the snow this is their yeah. whole team there's one two three four five six seven eight nine to eleven people who are also on the page down below but they threw in a black guy just boom he's just standing there he's not even listed we don't know who he, don't, he is he don't even look comfortable he don't even look comfortable it's like <laughs> they threw on some some weird outfit here man wear this <laughs> they're a bunch of racist hypocrites Anyway, this goes and, and really was, deep. I, no, but no women of color. No women of color. No. Nope. How you like that? I know. So, um, I don't know what's going on, but that's a lot of money for a little outfit. That, you know, Abigail Disney. I mean, there's Carnegie Corporation. It, it's unbelievable. This is huge. This is big, big, big money. So big, they had the power to control, to control the first introduction, the first... Well, you can call it an interview. It was, what right. if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? And these kinds of questions. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was lame. It was journalistically embarrassing. But that's what, the, this is big ass money that is behind this. And what shocked me was when I went to the YouTube channel to watch the video that you sent me, I think she had like 900 followers. I'm like, what? Exactly. That this kind is, of juice, you can't only get 100 followers up. I mean, that goes yeah. to show you that the people are not with him. The people will never be with them because it, it, she's a terrible candidate. I'm not, I don't speak to about, about a person, but I'm just saying her, the job that you're trying to get her elected for. Okay. If you're talking about a, um, you know, some kind of, uh, doing some kind of legal work or, yeah, or district attorney, that kind of thing, she had the MO for that. But she doesn't have the uh, personality or any under, underpinning or backing to be a good politician. At least Barack, Barack Obama no. had sh- Chicago behind him. But, but all, um, all I'm saying is that this group uh, that uh, that apparently is is protecting uh, the the Harris the Biden Harris ticket are so powerful that they can get an amateur. Uh, woman from the 19th 
which is really because you know they are a media organization. The nineteenth, they're what they're saying right. is we we do media and anyone can use it, reuse it. It's free for all, open. But that's control, man. If you can control MSNBC to take that instead of being on the air with you, which for some reason they didn't want, that is media power that I have not seen. And that's the power black women wield. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna knock it. I'm, I'm, I'm all I'm for impressed. it. I'm like, I'm yeah, impressed. yeah, I'm, I'm, impre- I'm impressed. impressed by it too because they knew what they were gonna do. Yep. And George Floyd only strengthened their hand. Yep. You know, uh, when they start making ask, it's like, yeah, now you gonna put who out there? And it's yeah, I mean that that's their real power. But the problem that they have is that. Nobody wants what they're selling. Nope. I mean, 900, 900 followers on YouTube. That's <laughs> crazy. That's, that's crazy it's nothing. low. It's nothing I know. Yeah. Um, but we're not surprised by uh, Kamala Harris not promising black people anything because she told us that before. Do you support reparations for black people? Well, listen, again, we had over 200 years of slavery. We had Jim Crow for almost a a, a century. We had legalized discrimination, segregation, and now we have segregation and discrimination that is not legal but still exists and is a barrier to progress. We have disparities around housing. We have disparities around education. We have disparities around income. And we have to recognize that everybody did not start out on an equal footing in this country. And in particular, black people have not. And so we have got to recognize that and do something about that and give folks a lift up. That's why, for example, I'm proposing the LIFT Act. Give people who are making $100,000 or less as a family a tax credit, which will benefit and uplift 60% of black families who are in poverty. <laughs> yeah. Don't hold, hey, hey, Mo, don't hold your breath. <laughs> If you're waiting, is that, is that, if you're waiting for some yeah, money. Is that, the, is that your lift every voice act or just the regular lift act? You know what I mean? You heard her say it yourself. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, yeah. No. What'd she say? No. No. <laughs> that was, no. Yeah, that's a That tell. was the beginning and ending of Kamala Harris. And that goes to show you, hey, Murdoch's. <laughs> yep. You might want to get somebody that got their you know their finger on the pulse of the people because uh, we told you way long ago that she was a, she was a non-starter well if if you see the picture that i sent you with the team with the one black dude standing there looking all uncomfortable that shows you that this is not and it literally says look at our integrated team we're all about diversity and they get they're all in in you know wyoming or wherever they they have their their beautiful uh houses you know uh that's that kind of place in the mountains and mm-hmm. they, they flew in the black guy Stand here for our <laughs> diversity picture. These people are just virtue. They, they, uh, these are the white guilt billionaires who really believe it. And I want to say this: the names that you threw out, the Carnegies and the Rockefellers, big, big names. Man. Those are the ones that started refunding HBCUs and the Boulay to begin with. Yep. And so what, it just continues on. <laughs> what I have not seen is a check from the Rockefeller Foundation for the MoFax with Adam Curry show. I have not. I have not. But I will say this, that we do have some great uh, producers that do keep us uh, 
um, well motivated and not only with um, money, but with more importantly words to me, you know how I feel about cards. So Indeed. And <laughs> uh, cards and letters. As always, it's a, a good moment here as we're about to thank some of our uh, executive and associate and producers um, is to let you know if you're new, especially what this show is really all about. First, the white man and the black man have to be able to sit down at the same table. The white man has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of that Negro. And the so-called Negro has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of the white man. Then they can bring the issues that are under the rug out on top of the table and take an intelligent approach to get the problem solved. That's the only way that they'll ever do it. That seems to be working for us. We're moving ahead. We're making it happen. I'm feeling good. Uh, Here's how it works. The value for value system is really simple. If you listen to this show any moment in time, you think this is valuable to me, just put a number on it. Was it the amount of time you spent? Was it the actual value of the information? You know, a diamond can be very valuable versus a different kind of rock. But if you went to the movies, um, first of all, it would have been an epic movie if you were there this long. Uh, What would you have spent for that uh, going on a date? Is that the same value for this show? It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, it could be nothing. We're fine with it, but we do appreciate the people uh, who get so much value that they come into the uh, into the donation pool with uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Kleber uh, with $500 to start us off today. This is incredibly generous. And they say, this donation pales in comparison to the value you've provided to myself and my husband. Uh, I'm sending a separate email your way as well, our deepest appreciation for what you do and the work you put in here. So here's the, uh, and this is from, uh, I don't have her name, only uh, her husband's name, so Mr. and Mrs. Kleber. I uh, just want to thank mm-hmm. you for your time, knowledge, perspective, and the work you put in on, into, on MOFAX. To say that you are positively influencing people would be a vast understatement. Teaching people to think critically for themselves is profoundly empowering and particularly important with all that's going on in the world right now. It's like we've been noticing nudges, but didn't have didn't have the history behind it to really get the context. Yeah, I'll ring the bell for that. If content is queen, context is king. Holler to the healthy patriarchy, by the way. Yeah, holler indeed. We're both working through the course catalog and look forward to each new week. An updated Rona, uh, one on its way, perhaps? Perhaps. Uh, we have to see how the news cycle goes. There haven't been much information on the uh, on the Rona. Well, wait a minute, lately. So, uh, aren't you in the vaccine yes. trial? Oh, <laughs> that was going to be part of the potluck, but I just ran out of table because uh, <laughs> that they had a black lady out pushing the you know, uh, a couple of black doctors pushing that black people need to be part of the study. Oh yeah, I'm that, like yeah, like Tuskegee, right? Move. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm good on that. <laughs> well, also good is Samantha Henry, who uh, came in with $152. I'm sorry. But what, one second. It's Katie. And I want to say that I'm so happy. Oh, uh, Katie Kleber. That I, yes. Yes. But I want to say that I'm so happy that our top two donors are females. We're winning ground. We, the, yes. the, this is, a, as we've already established, this is a combat podcast. And uh, yes. I'd say this is a win. <laughs> uh, Samantha says, Dear Mo and Adam, uh, thanks for hashtag doing the work. As an educator at a liberal school in Los Angeles, there's a limited list of ideas I'm allowed to consider when addressing race relations in America. I am told to listen, but I am often told who I should listen to and how I should listen. 
Listening to Mo Facts gives me back the freedom of thought that I so desperately miss. I appreciate and value your podcast more than this crummy note on PayPal can express. Thank you, Samantha. <laughs> and you know, uh, you could always just uh, tell the kids, MoFacts.com, <clears throat> and see if they pick up on it. It's just a, just a thought. Thank you very much. It's very kind of you. And uh, you, of course, are. And no note is crummy. No, zero notes are crummy. Absolutely. Uh, Michael Abbey, $126.43. Damn it, man. Had to stop listening to concentrate on driving. You're pulling back the curtain on today's and their parents who raised them, to be fair. Extreme narcissist was spot on and should make the rest of us do a little soul searching as well, to be honest. Absolutely on point and should be required listening across the board. Not even halfway through this episode and must donate. Keep it up. Uh, oh, I suppose, Mo. Oh, I suppose you too, Adam. What's the podcast equivalent of the straight man? Mad Mike? Oh, that's Mad Mike. His name is Mad Mike. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I don't, uh, I yeah. don't know either. We've got to think about that. Karen von Heitzma, I think, it, I, I recognize it as a Dutch name, so I may be pronouncing it incorrectly can van Eitzma, maybe one two three four five my mm-hmm. favorite number started listening at episode number 39 i've been trying to catch up ever since i appreciate all the work you put into making the show thank you so much i'm always amazed by the content me too karen and there's another we got we've got our own karen it's uh, and by the way karen <laughs> i'm sorry it must really suck to be karen right now as an adam i can can tell you it, it's, it, uh, it, it names so. and uh, weird names can be problematic for yourself uh then we have 101 from brock reinhold did not send the note but it is incredibly appreciated jimmy james um comes in i'm sorry uh, yes jimmy james comes in with a hundred um getting deployed leaving my wife and newborn newborn at home has me back to my noid state uh, so I'm actually, I think you put yeah, good start. Yeah, no. he didn't want me to do that. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll cut that out. Here yeah. Okay. New money, hundy, for my brothers from other mothers to continue doing the work. Well, there you go. That's a bumper sticker. We need this more now than ever, it seems, but maybe this is what we always needed, and the times have nothing to do with it. Either way, thank you. We can get through this if we just keep on swimming, y'all. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. The McClurkin Company... Interesting, $100. I get more value per minute from this show than any other, and I appreciate the education, insight, and entertainment. I'm now going back and listening to the old shows. Love it. Keep it up. I'd love a Mo Karma if you don't mind. Hashtag give blacks guns, GBG. You bet. Here's your Mo Karma. You've got <laughs> Mo Karma. Yowza. We go into Larry Hay, also $100, as I ponder the world we live in, Larry says, and try to make, says, and try to make sense of all of it through the eyes of of a muggle who is limited to only getting news and commentary from the M5M, I'm extremely grateful for the work you do to educate and inform those of us who are moke. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Mo woke is moke. Hashtag moke. I think we got to use this. Mo, that's a good one. I like it. I like moke. I like it too. As a no agenda producer using this platform to teach my children to question everything and critical thinking skills once taught in public ed- education, words cannot express the value you've provided to my soul to my soul the last year. Mo, I look forward to the next year of content and in particular the election cycle already underway. Keep up the fantastic work. Looking forward to someday attending a MoFax meetup. 
Love and Light, Sir Hamus of the Piedmont Province. There is actually a MoFax meetup. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. I think it's a, a No Agenda slash MoFax meetup, but hold on, let me just see No Agenda. Because uh, I saw it the other day come in. I was like, hold on a second. Meetups.com. Let me see if it's on. It should be on. It's coming up, I thought, this month. Um, Hold on. It is, in fact... Here we go. Bridgeport, Pennsylvania. Oh, I'm sorry. We missed it. It was on Thursday. So maybe maybe we'll get a note. Uh, yeah, yeah can we get a report? Bridgeport, Pennsylvania, yeah, the MoFax No Agenda Meetup. Yeah, we yeah we definitely we definitely need a report from that. Looking forward <laughs> to it. All right, um, and uh, thank you very much. Uh, who was this? This was uh, Larry, I believe. Yes, Sir Sir Hamus. Sir Hamus. Ah, there we go. Uh, then we have uh, McCullen. Uh, Moen at seventy-two dollars. Moen Adam, tell him to go to Winnipeg's McCullen M C L U H A N on YouTube and subscribe. Thanks, you got it, McCullen. No problem. And thank you for supporting us. Uh, Sixty-nine dollars thirty-three cents from John Stein. Hey, Moen Adam, I'm a recent Ronamo convert. <laughs> Rogan, no agenda, MoFax, and the insight you share is genuinely mind-opening. Thank you for the value you give, and I patiently await every episode. Please accept my donation, and may I please have some Mo Karma. John from Atlanta. You bet, John. Thank you very much for the support. You've got Mo Karma. And he's uh, our second associate executive producer. Uh, 55.55 from Riley Koppelman. Jonamo. Okay. <laughs> Jonamo, that's interesting. Okay, Ronamo, Jonamo, uh, so much respect for you too. Woosa, uh, MK Deadbeat. Do we have an MK Deadbeat that I, that I should know about? No, I don't think we have an MK or Deadbeat. We need a de- Deadbeat uh, and a D-Deadbeat. <laughs> oh, de- a D-Deadbeat's tune, yes. Okay, so he's he's he was a Deadbeat. He's now D-Deadbeated. <laughs> and here's a Woosa. And the Mo Karma. You got it. You've got Mo uh, No note from Eric Hochul from uh, Deutschland, but fifty-two dollars. It is appreciated. Craig Nosley, fifty-one fifty. Daniel White, fifty, and he is uh, also an associate executive producer. Really enjoying the conversations during these turbulent times. He says, "I appreciate the honest back and forth that y'all have." It's so hard to keep unbiased, relevant information these days, and this show is very refreshing. Been listening for a few months. First time donor. Keep up the excellent work, guys. Yes, you would be a you would be a D deadbeat today. <laughs> We're working on it. Douglas Mook also sends us fifty. That winds up our associate executive producers. A good list. We appreciate it. Michael Olson, forty six dollars. Uh, he says a trusted influencer. I guess he is a trusted influencer. I'm not sure what he means. Last few shows were brilliant. Give blacks guns and keep doing the work. Mo Karma, please. Bet. <laughs> you bet. You've got Mo Karma. JD Enterprises. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I went too far there. Uh, Eric Mackey, 4544. Thank you, Mo and Adam. More comments to come with future donations. Just wanted to say thank you, and we say thank you back. Chad Farrow, 45, says keep up the good work. 4444 from JD Enterprises. A J and Bay donation for all your great episodes in the 40s, which make my Sunday morning long runs fly by. 
I must look like a fool, clapping, guffawing, and pumping my fist as I sweatly trot by the brunch crowd. A real estate investment. Mo karma, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've got... Mo karma. A little real estate investment for building the house that Mo put on the ground. John Taylor, $44. JB, no note, but $40. It's appreciated. Uh, Connor Lawrence says, uh, love and light in the morning, gents. It's been a few weeks. Please de-deadbeat me. We do need a sound effect for that. I feel like this is my uh, my mistake. I completely neglected to come up with that, but maybe we'll have one of our uh, producers do that. Uh, thank you both for continuing to be the shining light of race relations in the U.S. Can I get some of that sweet, sweet goat woosah and a mo karma? Well, yeah, of course you can. You've got Mo Connor. Uh, thank you, Connor. Daniel Fletcher, 35. Thanks for the show. The comment Adam made about feeling grounded was a perfect analogy. Shit is crazy. Got to keep my teens understanding of it all in perspective. Thanks for providing the facts and balanced analysis. It makes me a better dad slash mentor for real. I think it does well for all of us. I think for men in general, this is a pretty good, pretty damn good show, I think. He said as a man. Jacob Harvey says, thank you very much, Mo. Love the show. Just started contributing value for value. I'm white and from the Ozarks. I've been listening to Malcolm X after hearing some of the clips you played. I would benefit from and appreciate a larger breakdown of who he was and what he was getting at. As far as I can tell, he spoke the truth and didn't care about the fallout. We've done a lot of MLK in the show, I mean, of um, Malcolm X. Uh, is there any, do you see any any deeper dive on that, Mo? Or just, it's a, he always comes up in the conversation appropriately. Yeah, eventually, but I think he's one of those characters, like, you just have to lay out his viewpoints as they as a, uh, yeah, correspond as, to the show. I agree. It's very, yeah. That's probably true for a lot of people. Uh, Jabe continues, uh, the point about being from the Ozarks that there are a ton of poor white people with a victim mentality here. They look to blame as much as they can and take very little responsibility for themselves and their own lives. But when politicians come around and say conservative, 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 they jump in line to vote. I bet that's true. Hmm. I bet that's true. You bet. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. <laughs> no, it, no, these it, things it don't. That way. Yeah, it's, somehow it doesn't surprise me. Thank you, uh, Jake. Alejandro Arocer, uh, uh, up to 20, show 24 and counting since my Ronimo donation a couple of weeks ago. Can't thank you two enough for this amazing content. We thank you for supporting Alejandro. Torben Peterson, no note, but we appreciate it. And there she is, Jane Denifer with 3333. Thank you, as always, for outstanding shows. Also, please send a birthday shout-out. Uh, and a Mo Karma for DC Girl. That's right. She uh, It'll be her birthday on the 18th, and we will hand out that karma. Thank you very much, Dame Jennifer. You've got Mo Karma. Chef Elvis, also a longtime supporter, 3333. Magic numbers from him. Thank you. Lewis Bragg, $35. Uh, Justin Hoffarth, 25 uh, John Taylor, uh, 25 John Kellogg, 25 Uh... He says, 45 Savage episode was so good. Sorry, sorry, it's not $1,000, but it was worth it. Uh, Clinton uh, Clinton comes in twice with 23 both times, probably on a subscription. Uh, so that actually would put Clinton up in the uh, associate executive producer. Oh, no, just short of it. 
Uh, just short of it. Just short of it. Well, that's probably intentionally. Uh, we appreciate both. And uh, Clinton says, thanks for fascinating analysis and about Loki and the M world word builder. Uh, clearly uh, enjoyed uh, 45 Savage. Uh, Robert Recchia, 2505. Gregory Seymour, uh, 2033. Just appreciation. Gregory says, Bob Klein. Uh, with $20, my brothers, you rock, you rule, rap, jazz, and actually, this is folk music, and actually, this is folk music, it is not. Off the cuff, from the heart, not trying to fit in anywhere, telling the people the news transformed into art. Keep it up. I'm telling everyone about you. I'd love if Mo would head over into the area of vaccination, which harms black kids at a higher rate than white kids, and that says a whole lot right there. The cultural impact of science and the deception of fake science. Yes, Bob. Uh, Mo and I, we were just talking about that. That's right. Oh, we have to get to the black people first and the old people. It's great. These guys are so sick. Uh, thank you, Bob. $20 uh, from Susan. Uh, she loves the show. Thank you. Scott Home Improvements. No note, but $20. Uh, Shonda C. Orr, $15 and no note. Patrick Stasiak uh, in Saginaw, Michigan uh, says uh, Mofax. See, the MoFax podcast with Adam Curry, I think calling this The Table is great messaging, as well as calling your donors distinguished guests at the table. That's interesting. Because that would be from my fellow countrymen, distinguished guests. That's a, Mal- that's, a, yeah. that's a Malcolm X speech, isn't it? I'm trying to think. You put me on a spot with it. I can't, I can't recall. I'm, yes. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm very sure. Distinguished okay. guests. That's the no sellout speech. That's what it is. Okay. I'll okay. Fi- yeah. Don't worry, Mo. I'll school you on Malcolm X. Just stick with me. Okay? Please it's do. Gonna, Please. Can you bring more Malcolm X to the table? See, uh, I'm accelerating. I'm doing the homework, doing extra work. I'm doing so much work. <laughs> All the work. James Gundy, $10. Uh, Derek Flanagan, $10. Uh, Hector Minakata, $5. Michael Kilgus, $5. And Terry Keller, four dollars 11 cents thank you all so much it is highly appreciated and we especially the value you're bringing makes us only want to do better for you and bring more value and a lot of the feedback the notes it is incredibly important and uh we've got a p.o box coming t- uh, soon too yeah so you can actually yes. send some uh, handwritten stuff which is uh, a lost art but well worth it um if you'd like to support the show please go to mofax.com uh, if you'd like to go directly to the donation page, it's mofundme.com, M-O-F-U-N-D-M-E.com. And uh, we'll be happy to uh, uh, to um, uh, thank you and uh, read whatever you've got to say on the next Mo Facts with Adam Curry. And again, thank you very much for supporting the show. All right. So since you said we're the war report, <laughs> we are. Uh, let's, just, let's get right into Danny Deutsch then, the throwback clip. Donald Trump was the aggressor, was taking it to yeah, her, yeah, yeah. but he lost the debate. And let me tell you why. Oh, well, you I mean, it's why. very simple. Okay. This is no longer about politics. This is a gender war. Okay. Right. This is, I've spent thousands of hours with, with, in women focus groups. And
and the Friday thing. How did you sneak in? Listen, guys, it's really important. No, no, no. I mean, the Friday thing of we don't have to redo it of grabbing a woman's Every woman in America was, listen, you would dismiss it, was lensing that thing last night. As he was lurking behind, as Nicole Wallace said, I would have called 911. As he was telling he's going to jail her, women in America are going to stand up and revolt. It's always been about the women, and there will be more to come. And the words didn't mean anything. What Every woman in America who has ever been held down, oppressed, harassed, there is something in them. There's a nerve that is hit that so transcends everything else. And if you're not seeing that, oh you're, missing, you're missing the... By the way, that's not the point that men objectify women. We all know that. It's what they heard and saw. Hmm. Yeah. Was this about the debate with Trump and Hillary? Yeah, that's when he was uh, walking behind her and drinking the water, kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about uh, at Forty Five Savage when he was tro- <laughs> basically trolling her. Yeah, big time. <laughs> but yes. a couple points I want to make here before we get into the next clip is: could that sentiment that he just shared be the driving force for Karens? Because, like he said, like they're not going to take it anymore. They're going to call the cops and you know that kind of thing. It's because hmm. the most famous, the most famous of all Karens, the lady in New York, <laughs> she was a she was a she was a Hillary supporter. Uh-huh. So I mean, like, are, are we are, are are we witnessing as the Karen really a byproduct of the gender war more than you know of of the race war? Huh. That's a just go, just go well. Go. Yeah, actually, yeah, I, yes. That is well. It started with. Although it was taken to race right away, it was start. It started with a woman feeling threatened by a man. If we can just leave the color of their skin out of it for two seconds, right, right. That's, that's yeah, that's the that's, point. Yeah. That's how it started. Yeah. So in that regard, yeah, absolutely, and that could have been. Yeah, that could be it. And and another point I want to make is I think when we all boil down to it, we identify with our gender more than our race. So I mean, you're going to have this war for, uh, fought on more fronts on the gender front. Than the racial front, so um, it was, I just wanted to lay that out there. <laughs> yes, if we weren't so racist, that's what it would be. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're too busy be- being racist <laughs> to think about <laughs> gender. <laughs> oh boy, that's gonna that well, that's gonna end the population if we if we go to a full fledged gender war. So we might want to count our blessings yeah, at least, right? Uh, uh, hey, but look, all, all, I, all, I, all I know is. You didn't have a fifth kid. You got a dog. So I'm just saying, you know. That's, that's a valid point. <laughs> but I did get a black dog. It was, uh, you know, okay, there you go. He's tricolor, Mo. What are you talking right. about? He's not. He's. Uh, let's do the paper bag test on your dog. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, with this gender war, I was watching Karen Hunter clips uh, going through looking for um, Kamala Harris stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she makes this she makes this revelation that you're going to hear in 32. And it's wonderful. I believe that the 2016 blip that people think is an anomaly is not an anomaly at all. I think what Trump tapped into is something very powerful. He tapped into white male fragility. And the notion of losing the power that you talked about, the very power that you talked about, the power structure is crumbling. And Trump was speaking to that and made them feel like men, made them feel strong and powerful. That same drumbeat resonated with black men. Yep. 
So when we talked about, because I was looking at numbers, today is the anniversary of Barack Obama being elected to president, the first black president of the United States. Y'all do it as you may. This this is a fact. When I looked at his exit numbers, 95 plus percent black people voted for him, men and women. With Trump, 15% of black men actually pulled the lever for Trump. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be the same. And it's that Kanye group. Mm-hmm. It's that group that just the guys mm-hmm. just called up. That they feel not powerful anymore. That the world is shifting. There's all of these different things going on. We got they's and them's now. I don't know what to do with that. We got women out there talking about they don't need us. We got this and this and that. And Trump is going to walk up the elevator with his wife behind him. Not in front of him. He's not going. He's going to have the umbrella over him, not her. He calls women bitches. He tells them he can grab them by the pussy. He does all of the things that a lot of men just maybe they don't do it, but they like that somebody can and be president. Right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, Where do we start? Well, as a man, <laughs> yeah, we're men here, so I will start by saying, uh, and partic- in this case, I get to say, particularly as a white man. Uh, for the past uh, decade, you have portrayed me, people who look like me, uh, as a doofus, a dumbo in every commercial or television show. We're always dumb. Oh, I'm sorry. We're always the, the brunt of the joke and idiots. It's okay. I can take it. But then you come around and say, the problem is racism and it's just dudes doing it. It's the white patriarchy. Not feeling the love very much. Does it have to do with all the gender stuff? For some guys, maybe. I don't think it's that. I think that there's a a systematic attack against men in general. And as this show has revealed, um, not just an attack, but an abuse of black men. And then she goes on to say (laughs) that... We can't be smart enough. And this goes this goes back to what we talked about the yep. whole show. Yeah. We're not smart enough to put our own thoughts together to come up to this, you know, point of, you know what, we might need to preserve the patriarchy. Uh, especially like you said, because in every show I watch that's targeted towards my kids, the husband and the dad oh, is the here dumbest we go. person here we on go. the show. Trey, Trey, how many times do I have to tell you? That's blackish. That's that's the, right, the, right. the mom kicking the dad's ass because he's dumb and i'm even saying uh, uh, the ones targeted toward the kids the parents are the most two dumbest people but the <laughs> dad is the is far dumber than the mom yeah i mean so that's the generational war right there mm-hmm. and then she says that due to by you know we're living vicariously through donald trump now i did say donald trump did give his men men their nuts back and what i'm saying by that is you pushed us into a corner yes. of you know being scared to even speak i mean at some at one point men were even scared to even say anything and then you have this guy come along and say what he feels whether you agree with it or not it's like i identify as a man first right and if you want me to give that up i mean say if you want me to make that decision you won't like the answer and i've said that before and, so and, here, here and, we are and what does she do right away shut up kanye you're stupid Take his mic away, and then they, then she this then she goes on to say, "Yeah, it's that Kanye group." So I want that's why I, I wanted to bring a full circle to show I love, you. I love the Kanye group. I feel I'm in the group. I'm finally in the group. Yeah, because Kanye's a white man. Of course he would. Yeah, well, he's a man. I'm in the group because he's a man. But yeah, no, no, I'm saying, but that's what they said that Kanye's exactly. a, white a white man, man. because I he I identify because with he Kanye. Think, and then, <laughs> 
But they lumped us all together. I made reference to this. I'm going to have to bring that article here and break it down one day, eventually. But white black men are the white people of black people. You put us in that box all because we want to be fathers and husbands and uh, head of the household and be protectors and all those things. But you just want us to shut up and get in the corner. And it's like, no, it don't work that way. Now, can I ask you, you, uh, this is an important question. Right. What I am concerned about is, Mm -hmm. especially with this and Karen Hunter, we'll just call her black. I don't know what her ADOT doesn't matter in this case. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm very concerned that, that that the wedge that black women are driving between black men and black women is could have long term very destructive effects. Where, no, but that's the point. I know, but they're the minority. They're the black, minority. The black ones doing the talking. I know, but but uh, look, I no, I, I want, I want, no, no, I want I, people I'm, to understand this. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go well, ahead. I'm just trying to say, do black can black men not say this to their spouses? Can they not say, yes. honey, shut up? It's not it's not the point of that. What it is is that it's the loudest people are the minority, just like the people out in the streets protesting are the minority, just like it's yeah, the it's you. the it's the loud minority. I'm sorry, I let myself you, get pulled I, in by the mainstream media for a second. You're right. It's no, just, no, but as yeah. we as we have this conversation here, but what we were just talking about before, our top two uh uh producers are women. Yes, thank you. Yep. So that goes, I mean, I, I know I looked at the list and I looked, I wanted to bring this up, but if, when you look down our list, it's about 50 50. If I had to roughly just look at it, I mean, um, on a week to week basis, we have a large representation because a lot of women are like, you know what? Um, we like having husbands. Yeah. We like having somebody to protect us. Uh, and we and they feel, they feel guilty. For loving their husbands, I feel more sorry for them than I do for even myself. Yeah, this is so because you know what, um, I'm gonna believe what I want to believe. But when you ostracize a woman for saying, "Oh yeah, you just want to be a stay at home mom," and I say this, the only demographic, the second demographic at the black men that are 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 beat up on are stay at home moms, no matter the race. Yes, true. They're complete. They're completely treated like idiots. I don't appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm even some moms that even say like they'll be embarrassed to say that they're stay at home moms. But these are the women that do the most important job in a in the world. Yeah. <laughs> is raising raising the and next raising generation. Yeah. But they're made to feel embarrassed, just like black men are made to feel feel embarrassed to be you know the the the, the you know what I'm saying the, to exist. the leader of their house to exist, yeah, to, to, to exist. Well, no we can exist we can exist as long as we shut up <laughs> like, hey put the ball gag exist back quietly on. yeah yeah exist quietly quiet you damn man um yeah so you see people. what she's saying here yeah I do. It's, it's it's and you wonder why Trump resonates with these people It's because it's, you know, it's a guy that actually says what he feels and he's above cancel cancel culture and right behind him is Kanye. Yep. So yeah, guys do, um, uh, uh, resonate with these two, two figures, but she continues on, uh, in the next clip. <laughs> it, it resonates with them. And I was thinking hmm. it still does. Mm-hmm. That that portion's not going away. As a matter of fact, I think he might have galvanized more. I think he's going to get a lot of black men voting for him. 
I don't know about more. I don't think and he's done, I don't think he's done anything to impress anybody who wasn't already with him. But I agree that there's going to be it's the same with, with the Hispanic vote, right? There's going to be a cadre of people of black and brown people who go in for the aggressive toxic masculinity that Trump brings to bear. There's going to be a cadre of black and brown people who go in for the bigotry. I mean, like we can talk amongst friends here. There's a lot of bigotry in our community. There's a lot of people who are uh, black people who are from this country being big, bigoted towards what? immigrants. There's a lot of black people who are not from this country who are bigoted towards other African Americans. Um, there's there. He was mm. always going to be able to tap into the worst in our community in the same way that he is able to tap into the worst that is in America. Trump speaks for the worst people. Nobody's talking to black men. Eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Not a single one of these can. Everyone's over indexing on black women. You're not going to win against Trump just talking to black wow. women. You're not going to win against Trump not not engaging in talking to black men. And I'm saying this because I don't hear anybody talking to black men. Oh. Period. Mm-hmm. And the only voice that actually resonates with black men is Donald Trump. <laughs> who was this? Who was saying this? Was this Karen? Karen Hunter. Wow! Yeah, finally, wow. hello. What is what we've been there? saying for a year now? What <laughs> happened to her? All of a sudden, what? She got some sense in her mind, or is she just throwing out the? She's Paul Revere. No, what she she? This is default Karen. She gets it. She she used to have a thing called the Lincoln Party that she wanted to start that uh, her and Stephen A. Smith would talk about all black people need to vote Republican for one term to let people know our voting power and all uh, that. But she gets caught up that. in the wokeness. Yeah. yeah, she gets caught up in the wokeness. But now she has a finally mathematics kick in and say you know what y'all are pretty much maxed out on the women's side I mean you're doing 85-90% turnout pushing now you gotta do some other work Right. So what about uh, bringing the black men on board, building a coalition with between between those two? And then you'll have a politically viable. Um, actually, black men's position is more powerful than black women right now. And then she, I know I went on yeah. and went on and on and on about how powerful the black women are, which it is because you've seen that they've gotten a, a VP uh, candidate. But you know what? As long as black men sit on their hands and say we're waiting on the tangibles, the Democrats are going to continue to lose and lose and lose and lose. And eventually, (laughs) eventually, they'll be bent to our will or just lose. I don't care. I I really don't care at this point. Just regarding Kanye. Woosah. (laughs) Woosah. Yeah. Hold on. Where'd my woosah go? For some reason, I lost the woosah. You need need one real bad. Woosah. I'm a baby boomer. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. Um, as a white man, yeah, and I think, and I know there are several white men who feel very comfortable saying, I'm going to vote for Kanye. I'm going to write him in. Because it's, a, it, it's in a weird way, Mo, it's safe. It's super safe. Yeah. Because you're not voting for Trump. Uh, you get a bonus card because, you know, it's not a Democrat. You voted. <laughs> you voted. voted. And you kind of you kind of feel good, like, oh, it's probably going to help Trump, or at least it's not going to help Biden. It's a very, very, it's, it's too bad, because if people really would just get off their high horse and their wokeness, 
it's a really fascinating election. This is a three three horse race now, and we and we know what we we know what the the one with the three legs is going to be limping along. But it's in the race, and that and that just always changes the odds. It always does. But no, we just got to bitch and moan about everything. But that was pretty good. I was, I'm impressed by Karen. It's, it's, it's OG Karen. She came back for a second. Yeah, and, and like I said, she gets it. She looks at the numbers. It's like black male voter. I mean, turnout itself is way down. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, when you start and then you turn, give 15% over to Trump, where the Republicans only get, normally get 5%. That's a 300% up, uptick. That's that's noticeable. I don't care how mar- how you try to marginalize the it's only 15%. But no, from 5 to 15, it's huge. And that's why Trump is like, you know, they'll vote uh, 80%. He's trolling, of course. But he said they'll vote for me 80%. Because he knows that black men are tired. We're so tired of not being respected. Yeah. When we do the right things. I mean, you lump us in. You say we're helpless. Oh, we got to go protect black men from the police. I mean, like I said. Police violence I mean, is is a problem, and not, it's not the really the murders; it's the it's the constant terrorism. Uh, but I would say this: stop dinking around with our houses. You know, saying we can raise our kids, right? You know, what I'm saying you, you you built this system; we didn't build this. You know, um, and I'm looking at you, Democrats. So I mean, we're not that comp- I mean, we're not that um, complex in the sense of what we want. And I found this clip in um from show number six that kind of just tells you what black men want. Now, now we have a lot of people making plenty of money and lonely. That place money before family. You see, black men want to do what white men do. Buy their family a house in the suburbs, two cars, and once a year go down to Orlando for Disney World vacation. <laughs> and when black men can't do that, they don't feel they're worthy enough to stay. That's right. That's all we want. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's not that. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Yeah. But then you call me the white people of black people because I want to be part of society and provide for my family. I mean, it's, it's disgusting. But I will say this. I will say this. Out of all the darkness. <laughs> no, wait, we're going to end it on a out high of, note. Whoa. I was out of all the darkness. I was already slumped over. No, 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 no. An ally has risen from oh, the darkness. Oh, no. Who is? Who could this be? And her, her name is Angela Stanton, and God bless her. For me personally, I'm a conservative because I don't believe in handouts. I believe in handouts. When we talk about the Democratic Party, it's a large focus on welfare, right? People only need welfare for a certain amount of time. We don't need to become lifelong welfare recipients. I'm also not. <laughs> oh, we lost you. There we go. I'm sorry. I'm also not a Democrat because of abortion. This is my thing. Roe v. Wade was passed off of a lie. As of right now, where we are, we're always crying about being an oppressed minority. But we are always going to be an oppressed minority if we continue to abort our offspring. Abortion is the biggest genocide against black America. They strategically place their abortion clinics in our neighborhoods. And every time you just about every time you hear a Democratic candidate go on stage, the first thing they say 
is black women need access to abortion. It's actually health care. <laughs> it's called no, but she, she health care. Yeah. yeah, no, I hear you. I hear That's you. the point. She won't use the talking points. And so Angela Stanton, she's running for Congress in Georgia, right? I think she's against, a very uh, she's a very interesting lady. Now she's a goddaughter of. Uh, uh, of uh, uh, King, uh, Alveda, um, yeah, Alveda King name. is uh, Alveda, yeah, Alveda King, yes. And uh, she was in jail. She was. In Let me, pr- yeah, uh, you, you, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, her bio is amazing. Her, she was in jail. She was pardoned by Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. She, she, they came at her with the LGBT uh, attacks, but she has a gay son. <laughs> Whoa! She, she got a card. She got a card. She got a yeah, card. She's anti-abortion. <laughs> But she's had an abortion in the past. Uh-oh, it's like every card. <laughs> right. So everything they try to put on her, uh, she was on welfare, but she said welfare made her lazy. And only she only thrived once they took her off of welfare. She's about a man being in the house. She talks about no man in the house. And she has street credibility. Trump has some very interesting people starting to back him. It's not your normal run-of-the-mill conservatives like, oh, you know, uh, I mean, I know that's stereotypical, but I did it anyway. But you know what I'm saying? Like, um, that's the, t- you know, it's the stereotypical conservative in a black person's mind, so-called black person's mind, is a black person that wants to be white. She is the furthest thing from that. She speaks the language. She, you know, that swag they talk about the Barack Obama had. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah, has yeah. that. <laughs> so when you start, you talk about giving a black woman, you know, saying, you know, the platform to take up for black men and black family and black children and point out the, the emasculation of, of, of black males, be it uh, boys. I mean, she doesn't really care about men. She said they're grown men. They do what they want to do. But she's talking about the young boys. Mm-hmm. This was on a uh, breakfast club. I was just about to ask where I, the, what this came from. This is very I don't know why they brought it. But this leads more to my Charlemagne the God being... A double agent or something. Why would he bring her on there? And she cut through them like hot, a uh, hot knife through butter. It was three on one. Did I mean, they know? Charlemagne did, even had to. Did Charlemagne maybe not expect that? Did he? Did he not? I don't know what he expected, but she mowed them down, and all the comments were giving her all her props. Uh, it was it was amazing. And then uh, one thing I couldn't clip because they were over talking each other. Mm-hmm. But uh, Charlemagne's co-host uh, DJ Envy, but he, she was listening to all the things Trump doing. She said uh, he did opportunity zones, and D- DJ Envy said opportunity zones are not for black people. <laughs> you remember Charlemagne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember yeah. Charlemagne was all about the opportunity zones with the Nipsey Hustle and the um and the show that we did on, on the opportunity zone, which is and he had which to sit there. We, we met. That's how we met uh, initially because of uh, right part of that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the research you did on um, on that on mm-hmm. the on the Nipsey Hustle on um, research, but he couldn't say anything. I was like, I was like, God, that's so beautiful. And I even retweeted <laughs> it. And uh, and actually, that's one of my highest retweets right now is the support of her. I, I, she has my full support. <laughs> I mean, I'm, she doesn't have my vote, but she has my full support of um, of giving her, like we talked about Kanye, the uninterrupted space yeah. to speak. I like her. And so I, uh, she has a picture of her on her Wikipedia page where she looks like mm-hmm. she uh, 
Yeah, she's all dressed up in uh, some traditional garb. Some, yeah, the can't take off. <laughs> yeah, I call that. Pattern, I call, yeah, yeah, I call that tradition. That's Nancy Pelosi garb, which she's dressed yeah, up in. Right. <laughs> but you look at her campaign website, StantonKingForCongress.com. She looks badass, man. Holy I crap! She she she, she looks feminine. No crap! She looks yes. incredibly feminine, but she looks like she she has a look in her in her eye like with with huge uh, art fake eyelashes, which I'd like too. And she's yeah, like, that's the point. Like, I will that's kick the your thing. ass. Like she, and she's got little she tattoos. The, she got prison tattoos. This is great. Look at her. <laughs> she is this a is, badass. To woman. be honest with you, outside of Kanye, I think she may be one of Trump's biggest assets going into this election. Especially because in Georgia. If she gets, if she gets any, picks up any steam. Yeah. And she could talk the lingo to black women, say, mm-hmm. "Hey, you could be feminine. You could be strong too." You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't have to emasculate a black man to be strong. Right. Or you don't have to be emasculate a man, period, to be a strong woman. Right. I mean, we both have different jobs or roles to play. But yeah, she she's all about it. And I guess we'll wrap up with this last clip. Uh, we, we can talk about afterwards. But she, this is her uh, riding for black men. How does it benefit black America? Y'all talking about restoring, right? Black America, restoring our lives, restoring our economy, restoring our families. How does it even benefit black America to encourage our men to become women? Because first of all, if anybody understands the strategies of war, if it's time to take out a colony of people, the first thing they do is remove the men. So as a woman, first of all, I need my men. I need my black men. You know, I need you to be a man. I need you to lead. I don't need you to be competition. (laughs) I don't need you to feel like you a woman or feel like you are me because I don't have to give my crown away. So, no, I don't support feminizing, especially not our boys. But if you're an old man and you want to make a decision that that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But I don't have to support it. And I don't. And tell me, how does it benefit us? Okay. I like her. That is great. And no wonder she no wonder she got the the LGBTQ uh all over her for saying that. Damn. But how can she? Yeah, how can she when she has a son in the community and she has an aunt and other family members? It's a, I mean, it's like, a brain it's, freeze. It's great. And her kid was she, and her kid was born in jail. Her kid was born in jail. Yes, that's she the best part. All the boxes. Oh my gosh! You, you you can't hit her with the the uh, diamond and silk attacks or that kind of thing because if she's like, I've lived that life. I went to jail doing illegal stuff, and I can come back and tell you it's not beneficial. <laughs> that lifestyle is not beneficial, and everything that comes with it with the um, the removal of the men and the emasculation of the men. It's it was. I'm, I'm, you ready I'm for saying, it? A, uh, you, you ready for I, it, yes. Mo? Kanye yes. King, 2024. What a ticket that would be. What a ticket that would be. Woo! That would be fantastic. That would really be Keep your eye out on her. Else. Keep that your would be eye out else. on her. Gosh. Because she's genuine. She has the same thing that Kanye and Trump have go for them. Isn't they're it, genuine. Isn't it interesting? They might be genuinely flawed, but it, they're genuine. So Interesting. I didn't even know about her. I appreciate this. This is, this is gross. She is. You're right. There's a. There's not just a silver lining. There's a sun coming up behind the cloud. <laughs> wow. Excellent. Excellent, Mo. So this was. 
probably our longest episode. Uh, but of course, it, we're making up for two. Yes. So there's that. And uh, it was a great potluck. I, I enjoy these immensely. Thank you so much, Mo. Uh, I had a good time. You know, I, I got to do a little bit in the prep of this one, which was fun. Um, yep. And uh, and thank you for uh, for uh, Angela Stanton King. Ah, finally, I have someone to send my $100 to. I only do one, one a year. Sister, sister, sister. <laughs> sister, sister, sister. sister. <laughs> I'll send you some Soros cash from right. Texas. Wow, that's great. Very cool. And as I always say, Adam, <laughs> if you pay attention to everything, the truth will reveal itself. And we will do that for everybody once again uh, on Saturday. We promise to make good on as much as we can make good on Mo. Thanks again so much, man. Have All right, Adam. See you next week. Yep. Have fun with kid number five. <laughs> All right. <laughs> everybody, we'll see you then. Check us out. MoFacts.com. Bye-bye. My friend. Feel is their appointed duty. They keep trying to tell me all you want to do is use me. Uh-huh, but my answer, and uh-huh, all that use me stuff. It all depends on what you do It ain't too bad the way you and me Cause I sure 